I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. Episode 23, my boy. And what's that? Scroll down there on the video. Is this uploaded on the correct date? Wow. (laughs) What? What's this? This is Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's crazy. Wow. It's like we could see the future, (laughs) even though we haven't uploaded it yet. It'll probably be on time. So there'll probably be an issue with this record or this upload. Yeah. Yeah. We're jinxing ourselves early this time around. Yeah. It's okay. So, uh, yeah. And we actually have a topic this week. Wow. It's <laughs> crazy. crazy. We're going to make some progress on the podcast and not just talk about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Which is cool. Although we probably will do that, but just for yeah. just a little bit less this time around. Yeah. A little bit yeah. less rambling, a little bit more focus and concise topic. And speaking of which, what is our topic today? We're going to be talking about live streaming, the ins and outs of live streaming. See, it was funny because I already knew the topic. I was just setting up for the <laughs> for the segue. For the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't know, but I knew the whole time. I was just yeah. meme reviewing them. the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the flavors at once. <laughs> All the flavors, including Szechuan sauce. Ooh, hell yeah. Top of them, all right? Okay. Uh, Quick question before we get into it. Yes. <laughs> when you get chicken nuggets from mm. anywhere... Yeah. And all right, I get it. Don't shame me. I know it's not healthy. Whatever. Fine. I like, what I like chicken nuggets. What type of dipping sauce do you go to most often? And which ones Bar- can you not stand? Barbecue. Barbecue, hands down. Um, If I go to Zaxby's. Ooh, Zaxby's is good. I will get... I'll get the boneless wings and things. And I guess there's not chicken nuggets. There's chicken tenders. But they got their Zax sauce. And I actually do like the Zax sauce on, on those. It's because oh. it sounds like Zach, your name. You're like, well, no, I thought I wouldn't me. like it. I thought I wouldn't <laughs> like it, but I gave it a shot. I'm like, all right, I can, I can do this. But barbecue sauce is my, my typical one. Um, ranch is okay, but I don't prefer to have that on chicken. See, ranch is my jam. It's That's what I get. Weird to me. That's what I get all the time. I get. I've been having a weird ranch kick though. Like I'll put grilled cheese on that and everything. Like I've been going a little too hard on ranch. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a little too hard for me. But barbecue's good. Barbecue's really good. I just had some chicken McNuggets last night, yeah. but I'm not. Do we need to talk about McDonald's the honey mustard? I like honey mustard. I do not. Not a fan. But I so I like honey mustard that my dad has made. <laughs> I, I'm very, very specific with that shit. Or like, I have to make it. Like, it, it's got to be like one of these two people have to make this honey mustard for me to actually eat it. That's probably why I don't like it. I haven't tried your specialty blend of uh, honey mustard. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I, I, Because every other honey mustard I've tried, I've never liked. Um, and I think it's because they put mayonnaise in that shit most of the time. Delish. Like, My favorite condiment. <laughs> that's not for me. But anyways. That was it. That was it for my tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sweet. No, that's all good. I throw it out early. <laughs> gotta have one tangent at least. All right. We'll have more. Don't worry about it. But yeah, <laughs> before we get into the topic, hey, Zach, how was your week on YouTube, trademark? Yo, that was such a good segue, man. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Um, It was pretty good. It yeah. was it was it was actually surprisingly productive. We've had 
so many weeks in the last like year. <laughs> That's true. We've been like, That's true. We're not focused and we're not scheduled and we're we don't know what we're doing. Uh, but the last two episodes of the podcast kind of you know helps i think it helped both of us kind of start steering our channels in the right direction yeah it took a bit Um, for me though it took a little bit (laughs) yeah for sure for sure um and i mean there's still kinks that we're both working out but i did get a video out last friday or saturday like i wanted to i'm working on a video that i hope to get out tomorrow which will be friday for us um so it's already out it's about the walking dead again um, I, did I mention the, the giveaway last time? You did. Yes. Okay. So I'm still hoping that'll pan out in a positive manner. We'll Is see it doing well so far? I've got 254 subscribers. That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. Good. So yeah. we got to 250, um, right at the two year, right at the one year mark, which is incredible considering it took me like five years to do that on my <laughs> <other> channel. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's, that's, that's great. Cool. Uh, I've almost I've gained almost 50 followers on Twitter and I'm over 100 followers on Twitch. So that's cool. Um, I've seen a couple of people from the giveaway actually in the comments, which is nice. And I think that once I put out one more video about Telltale The Walking Dead, because that's what the giveaway is, I think that'll help like keep some of those people around. We'll see. Um, I, I'm actually pretty excited about this video. I've got a really, really nice little skit in there that'll be, um, I went a little all out on it. So oh boy. It's a little, it's a big little meme. crazy. <laughs> so it's a bit, it's a big meme. I feel um, you. and I think that the script's pretty cool and it's going to have a bunch of different cam- camera angles and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully I can just get it done in time. If I don't get it out Friday at the time I want it to, it'll be out Saturday. Okay. Makes but, sense. Uh, the mic quality, I don't know if you guys can tell, but the mic quality is better because I've been... The audio is such a weird thing because you think you get it right and then it, you listen back and you're like, nah, it's not right yet. Right. Because I've done so many of these podcasts now where it sounds fine in Discord, but then the second mm-hmm. you try to put it in your editing software, it's all like a bunch of shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I've, I mean, I've mastered my audio like five different ways in the last two years. And I think I, I used a reliable source, like somebody that I've like watched for a while, used his tutorial to kind of master audio. And then I was like, okay, my mic needs to be better. What can I do to fix this? I got this voice meter banana thing, which is okay. Um, it, it has its own issues, but in terms of keeping my audio solid, I think it works really well. Um, I got the pot filter back out and I have my fucking mic on a stack of DVDs on my desk. Nice. To keep it closer to my face because I don't have a mic uh, stand or anything else yet. It works. It works. I have it figured out what I'm going to do later on today when I record that video and I'm going to be standing in front of a bookshelf. (laughs) That'll be interesting. Get more DVDs out. (laughs) Get a tower. I got them. No, I've got some, uh, I got like a smaller little bookcase thing that I can set it on. There uh, you go. I'm going to figure that out at some point, but yeah, I, I'm hoping to get a, get a mic arm in the next couple of weeks. That'd be cool. That a little bit better. Um, and then I got these motherfucking computer glasses 
because I sit in front of a computer for more than 12 hours a day and I know I'm ruining my eyes. And so we'll see if that helps with anything. You <laughs> we'll noticed anything yet? Anything. Uh, not particularly. Luckily, I don't notice any like, like there's no orange tint or no green tint or anything like that. Like a lot of these glasses have. It looks right. like I'm looking through regular frames. Interesting. Uh, which is cool because, you know, I, I, I'd rather not. I, I work with colors and stuff when I'm editing too in Photoshop. Um, so that would be an issue, but hopefully it really is like protecting my eyes from the blue lights and I'll notice like a health benefits in like the next month. Um, if I don't notice anything in like three weeks, I'm returning them. Okay. Fair enough. But it'll be interesting. Be pretty. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, we talked so much on the last two episodes about our weeks. <laughs> I feel you. So that's that's all I got right now. Okay. So as far for me, I think <laughs> in terms of what's the most exciting uh, is what I did to the playlist last night. Out of everything yeah. that's happened this week, these playlists, guys, have made me so happy. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know why I measure my happiness and success based off how playlists look on a YouTube channel. <laughs> But I'm telling you, they're on fire. So let me give you a little bit of backstory as far as that's concerned. Still working on getting into a more of a niche channel. Been making small changes here and there. Changing things here, changing things there. Uh, also have college coming up, so I gotta sort of schedule everything out. I'm kind of working on a rough draft of a schedule. But one of the things that has been bothering me so much about this niche channel deal is that I have so many series and when you have so many series, it can be hard to sort of narrow that down into a niche. Right. And it's one thing to like, you know, private videos and then list stuff and everything. It's another when you check out that you have like 30 freaking playlists <laughs> and half of which are Let's Plays and stuff. So I have been going like back and forth like every other day being like, oh, what am I going to do with these playlists? Should I schedule them like this? Should I separate them out? Should I do more? Should I do less? Yada, yada, yada. And so me and Zach are just in a call, like literally last night, recording something uh, for Kyle, his little Live from the Asylum Direct video, which is out now, by the way, if y'all are interested in that. Uh, and he was just like, yo, why don't you just do these couple of playlists and all this sort of stuff? And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me try it out. And I went, not even lying, from like 30 playlists <laughs> to nine. I have yeah, nine now. I have nine freaking playlists now. And some of them are still the same. So there's the All My Videos playlist. Uh, there's the Productions playlist, which I already uh, organized earlier. The All My Streams playlist. Questions on the Couch. Uh, the Shitpost playlist I ended up keeping. Liked Videos has always been there. But then these other three playlists? Check this stuff out. First <laughs> off, there's a monthly Battle League playlist with both season one and season two in there before they were two separate playlists, but now they're just one and it's all in order. And that was so nice. So I got rid of an extra playlist for there. Uh, and then the next one is one called all of my let's plays. So rather than having like 10 different let's play playlists, I just made a new one called all of my let's plays. And I put them all in there in order from when they released uh, all the parts in there. And then I was just able to get rid of all the Let's Play playlists, and it looks so much nicer. I was already doing this for streams anyway, so it makes total sense uh, why I should have done it with Let's Plays. But, like, 
as soon as Zach suggested it, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And then this last playlist, probably my favorite out of all of them. I had all these canceled series, right? Showdown Saturdays, Blue Couch Podcast, all these sort of can- Samurai Jack recaps, and they were all in their own separate playlist. And this motherfucker, Zach, right here, <laughs> is like, hey, why don't you just make a playlist called Canceled Series and put them all in there? Why would you make such a brave yet controversial <laughs> statement? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I-, I don't know if that'll work. Let me Let me just try it out, though. So I put Showdown Saturdays, Samurai Jack recaps, and all the midnight vlogs in this little canceled series playlist. And it looks so much nicer. <laughs> it looks so much better now. Oh I was my gosh. nerding out over these podcasts last I w- night. I mean, this playlist. Yeah, I was nerding out last weird. night. I'm nerding out today. I went to bed with like a positive attitude and everything. <laughs> That's great. Something as stupid as getting these playlists organized, something that I've been racking my brain over for the past couple of days, not knowing what to do. It's finally done now. It's done. It looks nice. <laughs> New people to the channel can find what they're looking for. Old people of the channel can find what they're looking for. It's all nice and organized, and you can go to each playlist. Whew. I'm so happy. Uh, this does mean I will have to do a little bit of thumbnail work. Uh, for example, I'm probably going to turn shit posts into their own little color bracket thing. And I'm also probably going to fix a couple of the productions playlist uh, thumbnails and stuff like that. So they're all nice and orderly and they all kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. But man, that helped so much. That that made being a niche channel a lot easier. The fact that it's all nice looking. I, I, I legitimately thought I couldn't do it and seeing that it's done now just made me so happy. <laughs> yeah. And you also found out that you were gonna you were gonna focus on like gaming content, right? Was that your Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was probably a bit more important than the playlist stuff, but it's um <laughs> Not not as exciting for me personally yet. Uh, right. Yeah, I ended up finding out that the niche I wanted to do was games related, and that it would focus mainly on the productions type videos. So top tens, reviews, and reaction videos, all focused around gaming. And it mm. works too because my streams are all gaming stuff anyway, so they kind of complement each other. I feel like that helps a lot. Mm. And then uh, questions on the couch isn't really gaming themed. But there are gaming questions that are asked, and I do still want to do them for the community and stuff like that. So, doesn't really fit the niche wholeheartedly, but everything else does, and it's all nice and organized and shit. Right. And when I was talking to you last night, it, we were talking about like other ideas you had for the channel and other things you were thinking about doing in the future. But it, it was pretty clear to me that gaming is the thing you're passionate about. Like that's the number one thing. Yeah. That you've we, always been passionate about. Me and Zach just, like, looked through a lot of my older videos and found that most, if not all of them, were having to do with gaming. Granted, um, there were a couple that weren't like that, like the YouTube Rewind video. Um, some of the shit posts obviously, don't really fit into their own category, which is mm-hmm. why it's a separate playlist now. Uh, but most of them, if not all, had to do with, like, Pokemon, video games, Let's Plays, Blue Capture Reviews, Top 5 Pokemon Forest, like, the videos that I'm really proud of all happen to fit into that gaming niche. So I think like it won't change a whole lot of what I'm doing now. In fact, uh, they're just going to be, they're just going to be branded into something better wholeheartedly. So that's pretty much it as far as channel stuff's concerned. Yeah. Mm. I think, uh, what, what I'm noticing is like you mentioned the different, like the questions on the couch 
and the shit post and that kind of stuff. Like those are cultural things. Those are community things. Like we talked about this in the call, but for the audience, like sure. these are things that everybody's going to do anyways. Like a YouTube rewind reaction. Everybody that's a YouTuber has something to say about that. Everybody that's on YouTube will want to watch something about that. So there's no, I don't think there's any negative side effects to doing that kind of stuff. Sure. I will say I watched a uh, live stream of Roberto Blake's earlier. He was talking about, he's trying to get to that 1 million subscriber mark. He's at 300 K right now. And he, he's never really cared about subscribers because he has his own business and he's never really been a YouTuber, but he's starting to see that there are benefits to having like that number because he can reach out to other brands that he hasn't been able to yet. Um, but he had mentioned that like when he does update videos, like they do awful when he does live streams, they don't do the best when they're, when they're public after he's done with them. Mm -hmm. So he's doing some of this exact same things to his channel that we've been talking about doing to ours. Sure. And I thought and, that was pretty interesting. And he's been preaching a lot of that stuff too. So it's interesting to yeah. see that he's finally just like actually doing them. I think yeah. for here on out for me, anytime I do do a giveaway, it's just going to be a part of a normal video that I'm already doing. There's no need to have that be separate. Um, right. I did think about redoing the Patreon video, but the page is fine in and of itself. I'm not really making a ton of money off that anyway. And that video is pretty cringy. So getting rid of it was probably <laughs> a smart idea. Um, there's no reason for me to have like 13 different channel trailers when all I need is one, right? So mm-hmm. I got rid of the rest of them and I'll get rid of every one once I replace it with a new one, right? So yeah. all that sort of stuff. And then uh, this is another recent thing too. I got rid of all the uh, Blue Couch podcast, the four episodes. I took them off the YouTube channel and migrated them over to Anchor where I think they'll actually find an audience and actually will find people listening to them and stuff like that so yeah it's interesting oh and cool thing about that too i was listening to them on anchor yeah and i was worried because like you know blue couch production videos start off with like that intro yeah that little intro jingle or whatever and i thought it wasn't gonna work in like a podcast type format but it surprisingly did actually like oh i'm not surprised the little yeah that perfect it was perfect for a podcast setting i really did yeah like well, I mean, there's so many of your videos, I think, like the midnight vlogs and these reaction based videos that I've listened to rather than watch. Sure. Because, you know, a lot of it is you just talking about the thing that you're talking about. And so I think it works. Yeah. Remarkably well. Uh, there were a couple of other like smaller things I guess I could talk about. I finally got that tripod in the mail along with those SD cards. So. That's been cool. Tripod works nice. fairly well. I can do little uh, slow pan shots now, which is something I couldn't do because it has like a little handle that sticks out of it. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And you can just do slow little pans. The problem is the head keeps coming off of it when I try doing it a certain oh. direction. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. I got to figure that out. And then uh, other than that, oh, uh, I, I downloaded Adobe Premiere because I'm trying hey. to learn that. It's confusing and I don't like it so far, but you know that I thought the same thing of Vegas when I switched over from Camtasia Studio. So this is my third time around with a new editing program. So I'll pick it up. It'll just take a little bit. Things are just a little all over the place right now. So, yeah, it took me some time to get used to Premiere as well. Um, I actually moved from Camtasia to uh, Premiere Elements, which is like the non-subscription 
based premiere program that you can buy mm-hmm. for like a hundred dollars with photoshop um it just doesn't have as many features it's still right. pretty nice um but it did take me a while to kind of learn a lot and i still didn't learn nearly as much from it as i could have until i moved over to premiere pro and started paying monthly i was like all right <laughs> gotta <laughs> learn it now <laughs> gotta learn this shit <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, the thing with Premiere at the moment is just that I'm so slow with it. I don't know how to do things quick enough. So I still have Vegas installed for like oh, quick course. let's play edits yeah. and things that like need to come out on time. Stuff like that. But I'm learning it slowly. I've figured out render settings. I've figured out a bit of the timeline stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure what the fuck a sequence is or why the video shows up on two different parts at the yeah, top. Like you have your those. preview and then like another preview to the side. Yeah. So I might do that. I did mess around with like the custom customizable like thing. You can like move parts around and I thought that was cool. Because that meant I could make it look more like Vegas. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I just moved it to how I had it in Vegas and whatever. I moved it around to make it look more like Premiere Elements. Um, yeah. When I when I got it. And I still use that exact same workspace. Um I think I that's dope. It around when I need like audio stuff or color grading stuff, but yeah. I did fuck around with some of the color correction stuff, too. Vegas Mm. doesn't really have a whole lot of anything like Lumetri. Uh, So it was kind of a fun little rabbit hole to go down. (laughs) Being like, ooh, I can make myself green and all this weird shit. This is interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's dope. It's complicated. I'm still trying to grasp a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I'll I'll try to learn it a bit more and we'll see where we can go. Uh, Maybe I'll end up just shooting DSLR and... Only doing stuff on Premiere. That's where I'd like to be. Unfortunately, right. I'm at like webcam and Vegas stage right now, but I'm trying to slowly sort of <laughs> transition the way there. It definitely takes a transitional stuff. period. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll take a bit, but I like where I'm going. And then like the best thing that I watched on YouTube. This yeah. isn't really like my week on YouTube, but it's something I saw. That Smash Direct though. Yo. Ooh. Ooh. Papa Sakurai. Coming clean. That was my favorite piece of YouTube content this week. I'm not even <laughs> like <laughs> fire. Just amazing. Uh, I can't say that though. There was there was some pretty fire stuff that came out this week, but that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I uh normal boots came back. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty dope, uh, on multiple levels. Um I'm very interested to see what it does on like a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. and like what i can copy for like lion's honor in the future um <laughs> but also i was looking at their like members because i haven't seen like I, there's a couple of their members that i've never watched and i just got into like Satchbag, uh Sat- satchel drake he's great and he is phenomenal he doesn't do as much content anymore which is kind of unfortunate but um there was this one video that was called like what was it? I put it in the... Yeah, here it is. Can we be too inspired? I'll try to put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's like something that we preach about a lot. Basically, his point is like you can have a lot of ideas and that's cool and all. But if you don't execute on them, then there's no reason to like have them. I feel you. Hey, you know what you should do, actually? Because yeah. you've been... we said things like put it in the show notes or whatever and then then it just doesn't end up in the description at all yeah 
So what you should do is, you know how you like, we like write notes down for like if the audio goes out, you should. should just like write a little note down. You're right. Just like help you out a little bit. You're right. You, you're right. As far as normal boots is concerned, that channel is on fire though. Like madness in particular. I haven't seen the Zelda yes. one yet, but the other the it's other ones good. have been have been amazing so far. It's, it's kind of bullshit, but it's pretty good. <laughs> kind of bullshit. <laughs> You don't like either one of those games, I don't think. No, I, I, I mean, I think they're both fine. Um, I think that one of them is overhyped. Overrated. One of them is is bad. Probably better, but uh, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Let's okay. just say there were two of the guys at the table that were pretty upset about the winner. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good episode, though. I agree. I agree. I like all of them. I need to watch more. Um, out of the, all the normal boots, people continue is the one I haven't jumped into yet. So I looked at his stuff or their stuff, and I saw it was mainly like Let's Play stuff. Yeah, which I was fine, but I just don't watch a whole lot of Let's Play things anymore. And I don't Fair want enough. to get into another Let's Play channel. <laughs> I got because I, I got Game Grumps and yeah. like the occasional like Markiplier, and I, I think I'm good with that. I got Beer Bros, I got Grumps, I got Super Couch Fighters, I got a couple of them here. And, you know, Lines on her gaming stuff, too. I still watch Peter Butter Gamer and Completionist all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Normal Boots is is litty titty. Agreed. So, let's jump into that nice little topic that we have planned. No, we gotta go for another 30 minutes. (laughs) Segment isn't long enough yet. What would Jade the Zoomster think? If we only had a 30 minute. He'd probably be upset, honestly. Yeah. He's on tilt a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Can't trust him. So, but yeah, main topic, boy. Live streaming. So, we can break this into a couple of different parts. Um, obviously, there's the technical aspect of live streaming. You know, where do you live stream? How do you live stream? Um, all that kind of good stuff. Then there's yeah. the, you know, how do you get people to watch your live streams? That's probably important. And I think the most important is how how to live stream. The the more specific, like when you're in the moment of live streaming, what are the, the best practices? Practices. Stuff like that. Yeah. Tips and well, tricks. In terms of like how to get a live stream up and running, technically, um, it's a mess, honestly. <laughs> the reason I did yeah. not live stream in any of my earlier channels, even though I wanted to really badly and I was a big fan of watching streams for a long time, is the harsh reality that streaming wholeheartedly depends on your internet connection. Yep. And you may think, oh, my internet's good. No, I'm talking good, good. I'm talking great internet. I'm talking like you don't even get issues. You have great upload speed, download speed. Your, your internet's fucking God. Because what you'll come to find out is... Whatever your internet speed is, that's essentially the uh, the bottleneck or the handicap to your quality. If your internet speed isn't that good, well, then your quality of the stream is going to suffer as well. But yeah. that's sort of the first big blockade that you have to deal with as Not far as streams are concerned. Not to mention, after you get past the internet thing, you need to run tests for the internet with the games that you want to play. Because right. your computer might not be able to handle it either. Mm. So, it's a very big trial and error thing getting started um, yeah so I'd I would, recommend OBS yeah. as far as software is concerned uh yeah it's free yeah 
Um, it's got updates every once in a while. I mean, it's fairly reliable. It does have its issues because it is a free open source program. However, I, I think it's the best out there mm-hmm. for it, live streams. If you want to live stream and you at least want to get started, I think OBS is great. Granted, bit of a learning curve. It's not a simple Bandicam solution where you mess with a couple of settings and you're done. No, you got to like go hard into each menu and to be like video settings, audio settings, uh, yeah. you know, stream settings. Do you want to stream to multiple platforms? Do you want to do all this sort of shit? However, once you do figure it out and once you're over the headache, OBS is by far the best free streaming option. And you can do what I do and also use it to record videos as well. Hmm. So you can get a lot of extra bonus use out of it. And it's great for podcast recording, too, because you can get like multiple tracks and stuff like that. Like I it took me a long time to learn OBS. But when I finally did, it was it was great. It was great for me as a content creator as a whole. You can make different scenes. So, you know, if you're away, you can have a little picture that says you're away. If you're if you just want to see that's just your webcam instead of your game, you can do that. And then you can have the one with your game. And your webcam. It's pretty dope. I I like it. I've been using it since 2015. So. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. We won't go into settings here. uh, (laughs) Mainly because we'd be here all day. And they might not even work for you. Yeah. That's the thing. You know know who I can't stand? (laughs) The people on YouTube Uh who are like, best 2018 OBS settings. Uh And you think to yourself, yes. Finally, a nice tutorial that can help me stream OBS. Yeah. And then you put those settings into your OBS, and then you try to stream and your computer crashes because <laughs> you've overloaded it. Here's the thing, and yeah. I want to say this to everybody. There are no quote-unquote best OBS settings. It entirely depends on your internet, your computer, the games you're streaming, and all those other factors. If anyone is out there going to you and being like, oh, uh, here's the uh, best OBS settings, they're probably wrong. Granted, there are some tutorial videos that are like, here's how you can set it up and here's how you can figure out your settings. And that's a lot more nice and genuine than being like, oh, yeah, just put all these settings in there. Because you'll notice if you go to the comments sections of any of those videos, it's the most bitchiest place on YouTube. (laughs) Just a bunch of people being like, this didn't work or I did everything you said and my screen turned into a potato like those kind of comments. It, it's frustrating, honestly. I spent so much time watching those videos and probably got no help whatsoever. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> Absolutely. I would say, number one... Oh, they do have... OBS now has an auto-config wizard thing that you can hit, and it's still in beta, so it's a little, like... Finicky. Yeah, it's a little finicky, but you hit it, and it, like, comes up with the settings that could be best for your PC... And I've seen that it's usually right. And I've worked on, I've used it on three different computers now. So I would recommend trying that out. Um, but it definitely does before you even decide to, I mean, if you decide to stream, I would first make sure your internet is good. Um, Mm -hmm. do a upload, download, or specifically upload speed test. Yeah. Figure that out. Uh, if it's not good enough, then like it sucks, but you're not gonna be able to stream. That that's just the first the first step. Um, if you're still super into wanting to stream, then see if you can upgrade your internet. You know, maybe that's something you're into. Maybe that's something you can afford. 
and there's still other benefits to having better internet than just streaming. So I don't think it's a complete waste if you end up not streaming in the future. One other thing I want to recommend real quick too is a Streamlabs OBS. It does a lot of the auto configuration stuff and it gives you a couple of borders and overlays and presets and stuff. Very new streamer friendly, I think, as far as that's concerned. It is, concerned. but you have to have a pretty decent computer first. Right, right. And that's that's sort of a thing in general. If you want to get into streaming, right. note that you do have to have a good computer. I just took a speed test myself so I could give you guys a, a roundabout number. Mm. Uh, ping, you don't have to worry about that as much. Uh, download speed, not really helpful. Although if you wonder why it takes so long to download stuff and your download speed's low, that's kind of why. The important thing that you have to check for is the upload speed. And mine is actually pretty good right now. I'm at 11 megabits per second, so that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been able to do it fine on anything from like 5 and up. So if yours is like 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 or higher, you should be fine. If you upload speed is like at one, <laughs> two, yeah. or three, or like point something, uh, probably not good. I'd recommend getting an upload speed of at least four megabits or higher if you even want to try. 3.5 is the minimum. Um, yeah. 3.5, you're supposed to be able to stream. But that's also if you're doing nothing else. So if right. you're playing an online game and wanting to stream at the same time, it needs to be higher. Sure. Um, if you're on Discord and streaming at the same time, it needs to be higher. If you have other people in the house that are using the internet and you want to stream... Has to be higher. Sure. One power tip I can also recommend too is your internet maybe isn't that good, but something you can do to help your speed is by getting a Ethernet cable and plugging it directly into your computer. Yes. Trying to stream wireless through the air with everybody else trying to get your bandwidth, that shit fluctuates. And it can be good sometimes if it's late at night and no one else is awake or doing anything, but it can be the bane of your existence if someone is trying to like, you know google something on their phone or someone's playing an online game at the same time do yourself a favor get yourself an ethernet cable and plug it up from your router into your computer and i know there's gonna be people being like oh but aiden the router is, is in three separate rooms away from me it's too far you can get you a 50 foot ethernet cable yeah, you <laughs> for cheap for cheap and plug that bitch in Granted, you have to know how to route it along the walls so people don't trip. <laughs> that took me a while. <laughs> um, but it, it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Hell and yeah. the room I'm in is where the router's at for me. So I have a long Ethernet cable going to Ethan's computer in the other room. But the, the router in here, uh, I have one hooked up to my computer as well. Helps a ton. Do yourself a favor and get Ethernet. <laughs> Yo, I got 20 upload speed, so I'm doing pretty good. That's pretty a it. Yeah. I'm also I wonder how much that. Discord's <laughs> playing into that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Discord probably plays a, a little bit into that, but I, there's sure. no time. But we can both stream, all right? We're conf we're confident in our internet yes. speeds here as far as that's concerned. But uh, step two is definitely the hardware that you use. Um, mm -hmm. You can stream from both PC and console. There yes. are The benefit of streaming from a console is that it's typically going to work as long as you have the good internet. Um, right. You're not going to have as many lag issues because that that console has the graphics card capability of handling that. Um, and we should be specific in saying that it's PS4 and Xbox systems, not right. Nintendo anything at the I moment. Unfortunately, <laughs> you can't stream directly from a Nintendo Switch or DS or anything like that. But yeah, PS4, Xbox One. Um, you can probably stream from your Xbox 360. 
Can you? I've never tried that before. That'd I be think cool. so. I don't know. Hmm. But you can at least stream from the two. The two big, big boys. boys. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, if you are not going to do it directly from the console and you still want to get console games, I'd recommend just go ahead and investing in a capture card. Not only is it going to help for streaming, that sort of stuff, uh, but if you want to record like Let's Plays on the side, you'll get a lot more value out of it as well. Um, whether you want to do like a capture card directly into your PC or you just do what I do and get like an Elgato HD60 for like less than $200 that that works fine as well. You yeah. can easily set that up with OBS to where it shows up and it typically won't give you a ton of issues. Do not under any circumstance use the capture cards built-in streaming program. It is ass. <laughs> it will not help you. It has it's bad settings. Helpful. Don't do it. Run it through OBS if you're smart. What what capture card would you recommend? The Elgato? Yeah, any Elgato ones I think are fine. Uh, I have the HD60, so that's more of the uh the good model, but there's even updates to that, that if you want to spend more money, you can do that. Um, the safest way, though, is to probably get, like, a capture card, like, built into your PC, because that way there's, like, no delay and no cable travel length and yeah, that sort of shit. Yeah, that's expensive, but if you right. can afford it, then dope. Not everybody can install it either, so it kind of depends on who you are. I just get, yeah. like, a standalone HD60 would, would be fine. Yeah. And then um, other games you could do anything from Steam should work rather easily because OBS has like a game mode and all that sort of stuff. Um, emulating works great, although mm-hmm. with Nintendo being Nintendo, they might not be around much longer. <laughs> so get your ROMs while you can. Download them now. <laughs> Download them now. I mean, but emulating is great. I don't, you know, because it won't ruin your computer <laughs> and should help a little bit as far as that's concerned. Uh, online games are a bit tougher. Wouldn't recommend doing them, but you could. You could. You basically have to have a graphics card, a dedicated graphics card, not an internal graphics card, in your computer to stream. Yeah. That's what I've found. Um, yeah. Because I've had a couple of laptops now. I've had um, another desktop before I got this custom-built desktop, and none of them were able to stream good PC games at all. <laughs> right. Like none of them were able to stream any of the modern PC games. Um, I think I was able to stream with my last desktop with its internal graphics card games up to like 2015. Mm-hmm. But the settings weren't that great. And I uh, like the quality wasn't the best. It was like maybe even like 420. 480p sometimes you know it's like just not that good but if making sure you have a good computer goes a long way right so it i would say one of the prerequisites of streaming and we'll get into non-gaming streaming i'm sure but i think one of the prerequisites of, of streaming games is that like you have to love games enough to like be willing to spend the money on the hardware to to do this because right. you know you're you're obviously going to play these games at high settings anyways a lot of people do um but if you also want to stream them that does cost a little bit however do run some tests figure out whether or not you're going to actually like doing it first granted and uh something i wanted to mention real quick is i did not buy my capture card my gaming pc and all this equipment at once no <laughs> uh, i did the smart thing and had them be separate purchases over a several year period 
So if you want to stream and you're thinking about streaming, but you don't have all the equipment yet, start planning ahead for like the next couple of years to be like, all right, I'm going to get this piece here and this piece here and watching out for sales like Black Friday type stuff, Cyber Monday, Amazon Prime Day. If you're patient and you can wait, you could probably save a good bit of money, unlike me, where I just bought them like new off the thing and you know, paid a little bit too much. Uh, <laughs> but you can be smart with it. You don't have to get it all at once. And trust me, um, you may be thinking, well, why is all this worth it if all it's going to do is stream? Having a capture card will help with Let's Plays. It'll help with all sorts of stuff. Having a good computer just helps as a content creator in general, guys. Oh, yeah. Whether sure. you're editing, rendering, working on something in Photoshop, trying to do multiple things at once, getting a good computer just helps in general, not just with streaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but do it over time. Do not do not just blow a bunch of money on something and then realize you hate doing it and then being like, oh, well, <laughs> it done messed up. <laughs> Having yeah. a good microphone, too, I guess, as far as hardware is concerned. That is Might as important. well just go ahead and bring that up. Um, microphone, Don't. and I, I think even having a webcam, I know that some people don't do webcams during streams, but mm-hmm. the vast majority do. Right. And it is it's pretty like common to have to have a webcam. But we've right. we've mentioned the Logitech C920. It's still the best webcam, budget out, webcam there. out there. So I highly recommend it. Gets cheaper by the day. I think at the moment it's like seventy or sixty. In mine. Yeah. <laughs> as far as microphones are go, get yourself a blue snowball for like fifty bucks, the Yeti for a hundred. You get those bitches at Walmart now, both the webcam and the snowball. Yep. And that's insane to me because yeah. if I could have gotten they were not there. Walmart five years ago, <laughs> six years ago, that would have been dope. <laughs> yeah, you could start today if you really if you really wanted to. You didn't even have to do what I did and wait on Amazon for like weeks on end, waiting for that shit to to finally deliver itself. It's it's a bit of a pain. If you want a bit more information as far as like hardware and software, we did two episodes of this podcast. One focusing on all the hardware you would need and one on all the software. We go into detail a lot more about OBS, microphones, webcams, all that sort of stuff. We do. Um, So go check out those episodes there. But I want to move away from how you can actually make a stream and briefly talk about why even stream in the first place. Yeah. For some people, it doesn't seem necessary. For some people, they're like, oh, I'll just do gameplay or live streaming is just a fad. Right. There are people out there who legitimately think streaming is not worth their time. What would you say to those people? I think. I mean, I would say get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Number well, that's one, one probably. Um, yeah. The thing with live streaming is that there are there. There was kind of a cultural mo- cultural moment earlier this year, and I don't particularly like talking about it because I think it's kind of dumb. It's like all right, whatever. But it was it was a cultural moment when it comes to streaming and Twitch, which is the main streaming platform. Um, the popular the the most popular Twitch streamer Ninja was playing the most popular game on Twitch, Fortnite, and he had one of the most popular rappers come on his stream, Drake, and that brought, like, more people to the platform. Broke several records. It was a big deal for a while, all that sort of stuff. So we're, we're getting... Streaming is now more in mainstream. I've got more mm-hmm. of friends of mine that were just like... Like just regular everyday people that play games every once in a while that are asking me how to get into streaming. I literally just had a guy Instagram DM me uh, yesterday because I 
put something on my Instagram story about recording some gameplay and he was like, yo, I have a question. I'm trying to get into streaming. What should I do? I'm about to send him this podcast. <laughs> hey, you know, get nurse, that watch if you're time. Watching, what's up? Get that watch time. And it's not even a thing with gaming anymore. For a while, all live streaming was associated with was with games, but with mm-hmm. things like Periscope, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, the fact that most people can stream from their phones now, all that sort of stuff. What we end up seeing is that a lot more people are now finally uh, live streaming, but you also have a lot of people who are finally starting to watch live streams. And as right. such, the market has only gotten bigger and bigger. Um, I don't think Twitch has had like declining anything. Facebook and Instagram Live are only going to continue to grow. More and more people are going to be watching streams in the next couple of years, and I don't think it's going to be a fad that'll die out at all. It'll just continue to grow into its own. It's an interesting phenomenon because... You know, we've, for years, you know, everybody's talking about, like, quality content, quality content, doing all this on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. But live streaming is something so unique about about it. It's it's longer form content, right? People are sitting there for hours at, at a time. Um, and people do shorter live streams, but it's typically two to three hours at the least. And they're, they're really not doing anything else but talking into a camera. For, right. for a few hours and yeah. you know we've seen this happen on we've seen this happen in the late 90s and the early 2000s on TV uh, with reality TV shows that you know that kind of happened on YouTube with vlogs it's like literally the same thing almost except vlogs <laughs> give creators an opportunity to actually put exactly what they want in there and now we're seeing the same thing with like like the tonight show and that kind of stuff which are live shows talk shows right we're seeing that migrate over to the internet in the form of live streams. It's so cool to see that, just and to watch it grow. I remember when it was only like just in TV and like a couple yeah. of streaming platforms. And I remember it being difficult to even watch a stream. And then when I wanted to get into it, it was almost impossible to get the right settings or everything. Like, I for couldn't me, live stream for years just because I didn't have the internet and I wasn't able to. I couldn't either. It, yeah. For me, it was very much a lifelong journey to even get the opportunity to stream. And yeah. when it finally happened, I felt like, oh, wow, I finally unlocked something cool about the Internet. I can finally do this now. And it was so um, it was so rewarding in, in that sense. And we didn't even talk about like YouTube live streaming and all that sort of stuff. It's practically like on everything now. Yeah. <laughs> Major platforms. It it's crazy. There's just live stream stuff. Well, so you mentioned that, that's the why, essentially. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, And not only that, I mean, it brings this different connection to you and your audience. If you're already doing content on YouTube, which a lot of you guys probably already are, if you're already doing content on some other platform and you're not live streaming, live streaming, we've talked about it before, but it gives you a different connection to your audience. You get to talk to them face to face. You get that automatic interaction with them. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the best tools for community engagement. And also it's one of the best tools for even growing a community. Uh, I've talked about it firsthand on many of these podcasts to the fact that I had no audience until I started streaming, you know, and it was through those early streams and me sharing them that I was able to come across people like Danku, like High, Patient, Butter, all of that early crew that are still with me today did not come from a video. It did not come uh, from like a Facebook post or whatever. Or a collab, you know, like many people will tell you. They all came from 
streams and the fact that they're all still there is is fantastic even though i don't stream nearly as much as i used to yeah i mean i have uh marjack one of my good friends now off of discord he found me through a random binding of isaac live stream sure so and i mean we've, we've also talked about the fact that like in 2017 live streaming was like the hot thing and it's still the hot thing in 2018 as well you know more and more people are just gonna get involved with it and with twitch changing its rules to be more beginner friendly uh with youtube gaming trying to compete with instagram and facebook live trying to take over like the mobile market all this competition is gonna breed new creative features it's gonna make it easier as a streamer to get your stuff out there and to have options because for a while there really was no options you either streamed on twitch or you didn't stream at all it's so crazy to see that we've come so far where now like streamers can make a living anywhere if they really try enough right if they really find the right audience and get the right brand deal you can make it on youtube or instagram or whatever you know it's pretty cool that's a great option so let's talk about, we've talked about the why you should stream. We've talked about the technical, you know, how to stream. Well, what right. about the where to stream? Because there are a lot of options. And, you know, we've we've kind of talked about this in the past, but since it's the dedicated streaming episode, I feel like we should probably talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Which platform you want to start with, my guy? Pick let's anyone. start with Twitch because it is the big Okay. Way. The big kahuna. Yeah. Fair enough. So, Twitch came around a few years ago. It used to be Justin TV. I think Twitch bought them out. Um, and it's probably been like six years now. But <laughs> they, I mean, they're, they're definitely the biggest streaming platform at the moment. They're um, streaming exclusive. I should probably say that, right? They're, they're the biggest exclusive streaming platform. Um, you can put videos on there, but nobody really does that. <laughs> and good point most of the point when you go to somebody and they you know they say that they're a streamer they're streaming on twitch right that's where the mainstream audience is they were one of the first to the game pretty much and they've only added more and more to it to the point where like yes twitch is technically like live streaming for games usually uh, but with additions like the creative field and with like Bob Ross streams and like cooking streams and how to streams like the community has blossomed into where like if you just want to stream like paint dry you can do it on Twitch and probably <laughs> could find an audience <laughs> yeah I mean so. I watch some people do music stuff on there every once in a while yeah um, the H3 podcast was streaming over there for a while workout streams I've seen those before yeah so you can I mean right off the bat you can stream anything People that's stream cool. anything, which I think is cool. It does open you up to a bunch of weird options, but maybe that weird option will get you noticed easier than, than just streaming Fortnite like every other person is. Sure, definitely. Uh, the important thing with Twitch and I guess YouTube gaming as a whole, like you brought up, is that it very much does depend your success anyway. Depends a lot on what game you pick and what audience you're looking for. Right. Yeah. So on the one hand, you can go the Fortnite League Dota route where you pick a game that's super popular. You'll get a lot of eyes on you, hopefully, uh, during the lower hours of the day when there's not many people streaming and can end up uh, getting a big chunk of that audience to come to your channel. Or 
you can do the other route where you stream a game that nobody streams <laughs> at all. Uh, typically, retro games don't get a lot unless you're a speedrunner. Uh, which, if you're speedrunning, by the way, you have no excuse not to be on Twitch, by the way. That's, like, a big move you okay. should have already made, like, years ago. Anyway, 100%. though, you could stream a game that's not as popular and hope to be unique enough to get some people to go watch your stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Twitch, like YouTube, too, does end up working a little bit better if you lean it a bit more toward, like, one niche in one game rather than doing a variety of stuff. It does. Um, and so you do have to, you kind of have to do a little bit of self-awareness. You have to figure out, you know, how deep into live streaming do you want to go? Do you want to, do you want to just do live streaming? Cause if you just want to do live streaming, then we'll talk about consistency and all that kind of stuff in a bit. But that means that you're probably going to have to do some popular stuff and you're probably either that, or you're going to have to play the long game and you're just going to be really patient and just stream a lot. Right. And yeah. Like but, for me, I don't mind streaming a variety of different games because I'm not trying to make it 100% on Twitch. I'm okay with live live streaming Doki Doki or whatever weird ass game because like, you know, I'm not trying to be a Twitch streamer. If I was, I'd probably niche down on Pokemon Wi-Fi Bows and just do that every damn day and probably get a lot of people that way, actually, because it worked for a while. Um But I just enjoy streaming all different kinds of games and getting all different kinds of audiences from that. But, like, if you want to grow, I would recommend wholeheartedly going on Twitch and to sort of find a niche and clamp down on it. Yeah, as a a variety streamer, if I was just going to do variety streaming, I would almost turn it into a show and I'd be, I would call it, like, like the the backlog killer or something like that. And then just like make it like a daily thing where I, you know, had that name. People are like, oh, okay, he's trying to beat a bunch of games. And so that that's kind of cool. Weird personalities and show ideas work wonderfully on Twitch. (laughs) Yeah. If Dr. Disrespect is anything to go by, if you have a weird enough personality and show, you can make it a lot of the time. You said something that I didn't think about that now I'm like, okay, that's cool. I got to look into this. Um, You said like as far as popular games figure out like what times people aren't streaming as much during those, those hours and then stream during that. Like that's, that's brilliant. Like figure yeah. out what game you want to stream. Don't just pick the popular games, but figure out what game you want to stream. See how popular it is. Maybe even like run some data on it for like a couple of weeks and see what mm-hmm. the peak hours are and then avoid those hours. Sure. Because then people are still going to be looking for those games you know and granted with some games they're going to be people streaming it around the clock but there's a difference between streaming Fortnite when ninja's on and doing it when he's not on right you're gonna have a way better chance in that second camp uh so you kind of have to know the game you're streaming know the community and know the other people streaming that game to find out like they probably have a schedule listed on their thing you could easily find that information out and try and find an hour or a, a time where you can stream so that way you're not having to compete with like 30 of the biggest people on the internet, right? right. You're going to set yourself up a lot easier that way. We talk about the so. YouTube algorithm a lot and how complicated it is. The Twitch algorithm is pretty simple. Um, yeah. It's what, you know, what game are you playing? People can search from there. And then if you're playing that game, you'll show up underneath that listing. It just depends on how many people are playing that game. 
I agree. There are a couple of negatives to Twitch, though, that I wanted to point out here. Um, number one, their UI is awful on the creator end, on the back end, yeah. really. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's kind of trash. You'll have to sort of learn it um, and figure out that the thing you're looking for is probably buried under three menus and not just out in the open like it should be. That's just sort of a thing you're going to have to uh, sort of come across. And then the other big thing, too, is Twitch despite how great it is, is not very lenient on viewers with poor internet connections. I've noticed one of the big differences between like YouTube gaming live streams and Twitch live streams is that Twitch is a lot more stringent on the internet from the viewer end. Um, so you might end up losing out on a couple of people, especially if you try to stream both. You know, Some of those people with poor internets might not be able to see you on Twitch when they could on YouTube gaming, right? Right. Um, so that can be sort of a big issue as well. And then the final one, I guess, to point out, too, is that like YouTube, uh, Twitch is eventually going to get to the point where it is oversaturated with a bunch of things. So all the oversaturation problems YouTube faces, Twitch does have a version of that, but it's a lot smaller um, than YouTube, obviously, because there's like eight billion fucking videos being uploaded like every second. Stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So that is that is the case. Um, are, are I don't think other? it'll be as I don't think it'll be as big as a problem with, as YouTube just because live streams are so unique that people do have to dedicate themselves to a particular amount of time. Sure. Uh, compared to uploading a fucking five second video that's garbage every day, which people do. <laughs> right. Like, you know, Fair enough. We talk about there being like millions of hours of YouTube posted every day, but a couple millions of those hours are garbage. Um, sure. So there's a little bit. I think there's probably better quality control. Um, do you yeah, want to go ahead and talk true. about? I know money is important for a lot of people. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that for each platform while we're talking about those? Uh, I think you only do that on Twitch personally. For me, what make money? Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're making money through live streaming, you do it through Twitch. <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made for other platforms for that, but I think Twitch right now is the best place. Right. Um, people are copying Twitch basically. So Twitch, there is, you have the, uh, the subscribe button. People can pay five to $20 a month, uh, to subscribe to you, which is pretty nice. If you're, if you're a partner, um, if you're, or I think you can do that as an affiliate, right? Uh, you can do bits and affiliate. I'm pretty sure you have the subscribe button too, right? I don't think I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I guess you're um, right. Because of the the unique partnership between Twitch and Amazon, it's really nice for people that have Amazon Prime because they can give you a subscription that they get for free. So you're getting a free like 250 every month from some of your audience that's just like, yeah, I like you. I don't have the money to support you, but I'm already paying for this other su- subscription so I can give this to you. So that's pretty I think cool. It's, I think we're going to see a parallel when we talk about YouTube is that YouTube does have a lot of those donation options like Twitch does, but they are not nearly as good or as reliable with doing that. And sometimes different platforms will take different cuts out of that. So you got to realize you're probably not going to get all that money that that people donate to you because Twitch is free. They kind of need to keep the servers running. You know, they kind of need to make a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to take a cut out of that. And other thing we should mention too is it can take a long time to be an affiliate and a partner so if you're just going into this to make money 
realize that it's going to take a long time to even have those options available to you and even longer to where you can start consistently making money off of off of twitch this we're talking like year process at least your goal at by the end of this episode our goal for you and your goal for yourself should be to if you want to stream to get good at streaming and to be consistent at streaming and then through that you will be able to grow a following and then through that you'll be able to start making money and that's one of the things i like about twitch too is there's a very unlike youtube where like the path to money is very much um clouded and windy and it's kind of like a kept secret between people usually i mean there's videos on it obviously but youtube doesn't go out of its way to tell you a lot of that sort of stuff right what i like about twitch so much is the fact that it communicates to you directly hey want to be an affiliate these are the steps that you need to do to get to there hey want to be a partner these are the steps that you need to do to get to that want to unlock donations bits want to know about the nitty-gritty we are going to tell you and let you know and so, like, for people who just want to do live streaming and who want to, like, be set on a set path without a bunch of fucking roadblocks in your way and surprises <laughs> and YouTube being like, oh, we're running an experiment type shit, Twitch is a lot more uh, friendly and communicative. And that's one of the things that I appreciate so much. If you do want to make money, you now have, like, a solid path to do that as opposed to YouTube where it's like, figure it out your fucking self. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice change of pace. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but also with Twitch, there is the bit system, which is basically like micro donations that people can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, they, people can give you regular donations, which you can do on any platform through an, through an outside service. And then there's like your regular content creation ways to make money, like affiliate links, sponsorships and merch. Yes. So, but I do believe that Twitch is the best place for you. If you're just starting out streaming, I'll get into if you're an established YouTuber in a bit. I think if you're brand new at streaming and you want to grow or if you want to make money, you've started out on Twitch personally. I feel like that's that's the place where you're going to learn the skill set the best. I feel like that's going to be the easiest, quote unquote, easiest path to success. I think it's the most established. It's got the biggest community, the biggest audience. It's okay if you want to stream on multiple platforms and that's cool. I think if you can only pick one, you pick Twitch. That's me, though. So we'll keep that in mind for later and stuff. Uh, But let's move on now to YouTube's version of it, YouTube gaming. How is it different, uh, Zach? What do they do? 2015. I want to say it was 2015. YouTube was like, yo, we really want to copy Twitch. Let's make YouTube gaming. Uh, This was right when YouTube gaming was like big. And which is ironic because they were kind of like, they were kind of fucking over YouTube gamers for a little bit, <laughs> and then they created the the YouTube gaming platform, and now they're like screwing over everybody. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but YouTube gaming is unique in the sense that it's it's embedded inside YouTube, but it's also its own platform, but nobody uses it, right? To watch, it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Essentially, it's YouTube Live. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll what be calling is. it for the rest of this, probably. <laughs> because that's it's YouTube live streams. Yeah. Um, anybody can YouTube live stream. If you have a YouTube channel, you can live stream, which is pretty cool. Yay. Um, they you got to unlock it in the uh, channel settings. You got to like press you? a button and okay. verify it. Yeah, you probably. But anyone can do it. 
So uh, there is a mobile option as of like last year. So you can yeah. stream mobily like a couple of other platforms that we'll talk about later. So that's pretty cool. If you're, if you're, can you not do that on Twitch from your phone? I don't believe so. Interesting. Okay. I can check right quick because it shouldn't take long. I don't think you can, but yeah. I don't think so either. No. Wait. Hold on. Oh. Ooh. 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 Woo. So I've never seen a Twitch stream on mobile, so. <laughs> Welcome to mobile streaming. Wow. Wow. Twitch needs to do a better job marketing that. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know if I would use it personally, but maybe, maybe. Actually, you know what? Maybe. We'll see. Anyways. That's a niche right there. Um, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, YouTube also has it. I don't see a lot of people doing that on either of those platforms. Should point yeah. out. But it is yeah. a feature that I think is that is that's just, that is interesting. I wouldn't say unique because everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. But the the main difference with YouTube is that you do have your YouTube channel connected to it. So if you already are making content on there, then you can have your live streams go out to your subscribers. That's yeah, the main I, difference. I think that's super cool, honestly. Um, Twitch, in case you didn't know, after you live stream, it'll only be up there for a couple of days unless you like download it or save it. But the options on how to do that are weird and wonky, and be up there for not a lot of people do or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's real stupid. YouTube, on the other hand, the second you're done live streaming, it immediately processes it, and then you can make it public on your channel, or if you don't want it, which some people don't, I understand that, you can just private it or delete it, or or even better, download the file. YouTube pretty much makes a copy of it, and you can just sort of download it and maybe turn it into stream highlights or all that sort of stuff, which Mm -hmm. to me is an actually kind of cool, big advantage. Another one being that like all the watch time you get, all the stuff that you would get during the stream, that carries over to your channel, right? It's not like you only get watch time after you upload it, right? It does, You, you right. keep it. You keep it there. And then if you get more watch time on the video version of that live stream, it'll add on to it as well. Engagement, So that's too. cool. Yeah, engagement, so like all comments, sort of every single chat message is a comment on your yeah. channel. So that's pretty cool. And now they have a thing where you can, like, on YouTube now where it shows you a live chat replay mm-hmm. so you can scroll to any part of the video and see when that person chatted on there it's weird it's weird <laughs> yeah it is but cool but very cool I never used the YouTube gaming side of it I just sort of I tried to when it first came out and I was like this is garbage I just sort Nothing of uh, this is aesthetically pleasing to me at all <laughs> live stream there yeah um again you don't have to do just gaming you can your podcast does their podcast on YouTube now. Um, there are plenty of YouTubers that I watch streams of on there. Roberto and the like. Yeah. Um, here's my question to you. Yeah. What do you think is the case for... I, I think I have reasons for people to stream on YouTube. Do you have any cases that you think are valid? Okay. So... There's mine <laughs> in particular, where I was a brand new YouTuber and used live streaming as a way to build an audience. Mm-hmm. I think that is still a smart thing to do, and I still think that's a valid route, especially with how much bigger streaming is going to get. I think if you want to build an audience starting out by streaming and then just posting videos for them to watch, I think it's a smart way of going about things. I also think it's smart if you're on the reverse into things and you're a big YouTube channel 
streaming on YouTube is just naturally going to give you more benefits than, let's say, trying to migrate that audience over to Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook. You can technically do it, and you can migrate if you want, but it's going to be an uphill battle. A lot of people feel more comfortable just watching your live streams on YouTube, and I feel like, you know, if that's the case and you're a big YouTuber, you're almost incentivized to sort of keep your streams on YouTube, which is smart on their part. Um, because trying to migrate audiences over different streaming platforms can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Especially with uh, what I mentioned earlier about Twitch having internet issues for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. YouTube is very accepting of, of almost anybody. Uh, granted, that can mean a 144p stream. Uh, but you can still watch it. And you can still get watch time off of that. So I think that's really cool as well. If you are a middling channel though and you don't really stream a lot and streaming is just sort of a fun thing and maybe you like just want to separate it and have it on Twitch, I don't see the need to start live streaming randomly. Um, Like we mentioned, there are those algorithm reasons pushing a lot of people to not do that. And also, I think it would make more sense if you wanted to start streaming and you're a middling YouTube channel, just go ahead and make that break now and put it on Twitch instead. I think that makes a lot more sense. Um, but granted, it, it's very much a case-by-case scenario. Some people aren't doing it for money. Some people want to do it for fun. For others, YouTube is the easiest to set up, so that's why they do it. Um, others don't want to do mobile stuff. YouTube is still, like, the second largest search engine in the world, so people want access to that. You know, there's a bunch of different factors at play, but I think the two biggest success uh, routes to use with YouTube gaming is, number one, you're a small channel and you want to build a community. Or number two, you're a big channel and you want to use YouTube live streaming as your predominant source. But that's me. Yeah, I I, I get you completely. I agree with a lot of that. So. I, I think as a smaller YouTuber, 100%, if you're, especially if you're gaming. So yeah. not even that. I, I think it depends. It depends on your niche, right? It depends on what your channel's about. If you're going to live stream on your YouTube channel, you do need to make sure that it is going to be within the same realm of what you're doing with your videos. That's what we've talked a lot about in the last couple of weeks with our own individual channels. Because what we're seeing is that, especially for these bigger channels that are trying to grow, they are being hurt by live streaming. It just hurts them because of audience retention, because people come to their channel to see these five to 10 minute videos. They don't come to their channel to see these two hour live streams. And while there are some of those subscribers that are going to watch those live streams, not all of your subscribers are going to watch them, correct? I think there, though, and this is something we didn't mention last time, I think there is a case for channels that are too big at this point to just go ahead and stream and take the hit off YouTube. Agreed. Just because I, like, if you're PewDiePie, I see no reason to just, you know, put it on YouTube. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. I agree completely because they have the opportunity to make like a shit ton of money through that. Right. And there's like, why, why not? Their audience is already there. Um, yeah. Migrating to Twitch wouldn't be that hard for them to do, but you're right. I mean, what's the point in, what's the point in PewDiePie when I s- growing anymore? When I say big channel, I mean like big channel. I'm not talking okay. to people who are only like under 100,000. I think that's the middling scenario where it might not be worth it. I agree. I'm talking channels that are too big to fail. Go ahead and just keep that shit on, on YouTube anyway. Because you'll make more money back than you'll lose in algorithms things anyway. So you'll be fine. I would you'll agree if 
you're not if you can do live streams right though because I, th I think the term yeah. too big to fail is not true I think that there are channels that have failed and they were big well maybe not too big um, to fail but I think there is like a diminishing returns sure. type effect right For sure or sure. you'll just be end up gaining more than you'll lose through any algorithm thing whatsoever. If you're and granted, gaming channels mainly. I'm not talking about other right, niches and stuff. Right. I mean, if you're a big channel and you're complaining about ad revenue, but you want to live stream, then live streaming on your YouTube channel is really beneficial because you'll make that money sure. back. The thing so. is, there's just that huge middle ground of people who can't afford to live stream without messing up their algorithm and stuff. And right. I think for those people, Twitch and other platforms make more sense. Right. So, you know. Because it's going to be just as easy to get those same people that were going to watch you on that YouTube channel anyways to migrate over to Twitch rather yeah. than trying to get all of your subscribers to watch you on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, I, th I, th I think if you're in that big second category because granted the two ones i listed where it helps very kind of small groups of people really if you're yeah. in that big second category of like middling youtubers who still want to focus on youtube predominantly but want to mm -hmm. do streaming on the side do it on twitch honestly. and i think that's what it comes down to when it comes to yeah. streaming and you're a youtuber i think that if you want to do scripted content or short form content then we have found recently that any kind of long form content on your channel is going to hurt it. Um, but if you're just getting started out and you want to, you know, and you want to live stream, then there's no reason why you shouldn't on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who want to do it for fun and don't care about the algorithm hits that you could be taking, do that too. Right. Yeah, for sure. I know some people who have middling things and who've heard the news and are just like, yeah, but I like live streaming on YouTube. Go right ahead. Honestly, um, exactly. just know that there will be roadblocks along the way and that you will have to uh, fight sort of an uphill battle because of that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, Twitch is just so, so powerful for its own good. And I think YouTube has the best shot at uh, competing with it. And I like the fact that YouTube is there in the sense that like Twitch has to continue to get better to compete. Right. Um, and I mean, like, I owe a lot. I owe a lot to YouTube live streaming. I can't go out and call it a bad idea because, like, I've experienced success through it. Not a lot, but, you know, right. a good amount. I feel indebted to it almost. I will say that, well, so the way you make money on YouTube, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, they have subscriptions and then they have Super Chat. Um, yeah. I think Super Chat is actually better than any donation system on, on Twitch. Because eh, depends. Why? For me. I think I've heard too many horror stories of weird chargeback and weird cut things and okay. stuff like that. That's to fair. the point where to the point where it makes more sense to just set up a stream jar link in your description and point people toward that. Because you're gonna end up getting more money and not having to deal with a lot of the the headaches. But granted, Twitch does experience that to a similar effect of chargebacks and stuff like that. So I was thinking of it as a viewer standpoint. Um, and even as like a, even as a streamer, it's much easier to see all of those super chat, especially if you're like bigger and you're getting a lot of them, it's much easier to see all the super chat stuff than it is to see all of your donations without having that pulled up. Sure. Plus, um, like your audience is able to see those messages pretty good too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I like that. I get what you're saying. 
There, there's a bit of a give and take system to it. Definitely. Wholeheartedly. And there will be issues. By the way, for anybody who doesn't know what a chargeback is, it's when people donate to you and then realize they don't have the funds. So they just take it back, but then you end up footing <laughs> for it. Um, it's a very shitty practice, uh, but I'm telling you this now. In case you get into streaming and it happens to you, you'll at least understand where it's coming from. And by the way, to any viewers out there who donate to your favorite streamers, um, be sure you have money to do it. Don't don't mm-hmm. bankrupt yourself to support a streamer, all right? Don't use your mom's credit card, and then when she wants the money back, having to charge back it. Like, make sure it's your own money. Make sure you're not breaking the bank and that you can live and eat another day. And uh, then be smart. Be smart with that stuff. Every time I've donated to a streamer, I always make sure that I have the money to do so. And then I'm not going to, like, screw them over later, you know? Also, don't be an asshole and be like, yo, I'm donating $1,000. And then... Don't. (laughs) They get happy and they cry on stream and then they don't actually get $1,000. Because that happens. Yeah, all the time. There's compilations on it if you want to dig into that rabbit hole. It's a nice pit of human misery uh, (laughs) to dig down into. Very upsetting to me. (laughs) Yeah. But, but there are definitely benefits to uh, YouTube live streaming. I think for a lot of people, it's the easiest uh, to set up. I think that's cool. I think if you're a smaller channel, it's cool. If you're a really big channel, it's cool. It's just with this algorithm stuff, it's kind of made me a little bit less excited about it I, than we were other episodes ago. <laughs> I think you can stream directly from YouTube desktop without having OBS as well. Ooh, really? I've never done that before. So, if you're just wanting to do, like, webcam streams, yeah. then that's an option for you. Yeah. There you go. I also think YouTube is a bit... And this might just be a speculation, but I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. YouTube streaming is a lot more open to non-gaming stuff than Twitch is. Um, And the I fact that I see so. more non-gaming stuff on YouTube than I do on Twitch. I could see that. Maybe. That's just something I've noticed. I could be completely wrong on that, but I figured I'd throw it out there. Yeah, I, I think so, because it's such... I mean, it's got a it's got a wider reach, right? And right. Twitch had marketed itself as the gaming sh- platform for so long to where it's only now in the last couple of years really broken out of that. And it still hasn't fully broken out of that, right? Like... People still go there mainly to watch those uh, those gaming streams. But like, artists are like making a lot of money through doing streams on YouTube. Um, musicians sure. are doing it. You know, there's plenty of people that are doing it. So, yeah, I think that you definitely have more options as far as the content you stream on on YouTube. I agree. Um, the other thing you is you probably want to think about with YouTube versus Twitch is that Twitch does have the whole, you know, the categories and it is mainly through games. Wherefore, when you're looking for streams on Twitch, you can go to the awful YouTube gaming site, but more often than not, <laughs> you're going to be, some of your viewers are going to be searching something and they're going to find your stream or they're going to be already be subscribed to you. So right. I would say finding people or getting new viewers through your streams is maybe a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Just because you're competing with every other stream and every other video, right? Because right. it shows both. Um, and you also have to fight with 
the shitty YouTube notification system. If viewers aren't notified, they do it the same way as they do it with videos. So a lot of people will be like, hey, I didn't even know you were streaming. Right? I've missed plenty of YouTube streams just because the notification system is so bad. Yeah. Um, I just, it just doesn't show up um, when I want it to. In that sense, Twitch's notification system is a lot better. Where it'll actually like show it at the bottom, be like, "Hey, this guy's streaming." It'll even email you, "Hey, this guy's streaming." Yeah, a lot easier to watch that. So, whatever. Definitely. But that's it as far as YouTube's concerned. Uh, I don't know next to anything about these next two platforms, so you'll have to help with that. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about Mixer. Let's go oh, I forgot one. about Mixer. <laughs> I, know, I forgot I know, about it. <laughs> I know we've been trying to forget about Mixer. But it is an option. Yes. I think we should briefly talk about it. Briefly. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very blunt. I don't personally think there's anything Mixer is gonna offer that is gonna make it the next big streaming platform. However, I think that if you are on an Xbox One and you want to stream directly from your console, you can probably find a, some kind of small audience on Mixer through that. That's that's what I would say. I feel like that's the only case scenario where you could potentially grow is if you are, number one, <laughs> part of that Xbox ecosystem, and number two, you are streaming from your console. Right. Uh, aside from that, YouTube and Twitch are just better options they got better ui better settings bigger audiences and uh you know they're not owned by microsoft yeah (laughs) see i would even argue that i like mixers ui i don't you know that's me though i like it i think that they're doing some interesting stuff with like the uh the level up system i think that there's some things that they could like potentially make them unique enough but they don't have the audience and that's the thing and not to mention that it's owned by Microsoft, and let's be honest, the only thing they really get right is computers. <laughs> yeah. So. The, 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 the simple fact that it takes me way too much time to even sign into Mixer because it wants to do it through a Microsoft or Skype account yeah. is some of the dumbest decisions I've ever heard of, and I guarantee that in and of itself is hurting them more than anything they're doing right now. And, yeah. you know, frankly, I just see a lot of their features as things that are better done on other platforms. Oh, there's a team feature. You can do communities in Twitch. Oh, there's a level up thing. Twitch literally gives you a path and achievements to get there. I do like their co-stream thing. Their co-stream is like the only unique thing that's really, really cool. Sure, but I have a feeling Um, they'll be on the other mobile streaming things rather soon. Yeah, like, I mean, you look at Microsoft products and it's like, they had Skype and Skype was great for a while and now Discord is a thing. They had right. Bing, and <laughs> nobody ever used Bing. What? You know, mm-hmm. they have Xbox, and honestly, like, I mean, I've never owned an Xbox. And, like, I know people that own Xboxes, but it, we we know for sure that it's, like, number three in the top three gaming industry, you know, platforms. So I, I don't think the Mixer is the next big thing. Um, I, th- I do think, though, one other thing I should mention, too, a plus for Mixer is that if you are streaming to multiple platforms, it really doesn't hurt to put Mixer also Agreed. on that list of platforms, right? Like, if you're doing YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer, like, you could technically do that. 
until Twitch affiliate is a thing, and then you're like, okay, now I got to focus on Twitch or YouTube. One what we're talking about here is is using something like Restream, which is a, yeah. pl- a, pl- a platform that allows you to stream to multiple platforms at the same time, which is really great if you're just getting started out. Yeah. Um, and, it's great. It's great, honestly. Um, super handy, easy to set up. You can stream to multiple platforms. If you want to do, like, two YouTube channels, there's, like, a fee attached. But if you want to do, like, let's say, YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer, there's no fee for that. So right. different combinations work better, and it's just easy to set up with OBS. Uh, if you want to start streaming to multiple platforms, that's the way to go, honestly. Agreed. And in and, and that case, I could see you maybe wanting to do Mixer just in case it blows up. And you can be like, oh, I've already been streaming this whole time to Mixer. Um, but the second YouTube and Twitch starts growing, you need to cut Mixer off that tie, honestly. There's also, no reason to do it. If you're doing exclusively streaming and if you're like... I want to quit my day job and just do streaming and that's how I want to that's how I want to live. I'm really passionate about this. Then I don't see any reason why you wouldn't do like let me stream 4 hours today on Twitch, let me do an hour or two on Mixer, let me do an hour or two on Facebook, right? Like do that 8 hour work. days and then stream like half your time on Twitch and then dedicate some extra time to a couple of these other platforms individually instead of the whole restream route. Because eventually you will get Twitch affiliate and you won't be able to stream on other platforms at the same time. Or YouTube will blow up and you'll have to focus on it. Right. Right. And that's the thing with the multiple streaming approach. It's great starting out, but eventually what you'll end up finding is that you've done all this experimenting and now you know which one to go with. And then like, well, I really don't need to stream to multiple platforms anymore. It's great for experimentation and that's a selling point of Restream. But as soon as you find out which one you want to do, then it kind of loses its value, <laughs> which is funny. Like they're actively right. kind of pushing people away by doing that. I don't know yeah. how, how good of a business model that is, but yeah, well, I mean, you do you, I guess. My, my biggest problem with Mixer is that the audience isn't there. And if the audience isn't there, then why would you spend time on it? However, because it is still very new, if you have the time to experiment with it, I don't see why you shouldn't. And if you're wondering, like, why I'm more harsh on Mixer than we were, like, several podcast episodes back when we were introducing it, I think part of becoming a niche channel is realizing that you can't do everything, Mm -hmm. and that as content creators, we very often spread ourselves a little too thin sometimes. (laughs) Really? Um, Yeah. And so once that decision was made of, like, oh, I'm going to be a niche channel now, I started looking at social medias and going the same route and being like, look, you know, I can't focus my time on all these different social medias as much as I'd like to. I might as well cut the ones I don't use and uh, have the ones I do use be my primary things. And so, like, if I'm already focusing on streaming on YouTube and Twitch, like, two separate days, there really is no reason to have Mixer there anymore. And I think that's part of... I think I think I attribute that decision to going to that more niche mindset of being like, how much of this stuff do I actually need? How much of it do I want to do? Right? Like need versus want type deal. I want to stream on Mixer, but do I need to? Not not really. So I just kind of cut it out and got rid of it. <laughs> oh, agreed. Um, there's a guy that I watch named Tom Frank. He is a productivity like guy on YouTube. He's been around for a while and I've watched him for a couple of years now, but he has this podcast called the college info geek. Um, and he did an episode recently and he was talking, to, he was talking about Gary V 
and how Gary Vee is always talking about like these new platforms and trying out everything and doing everything and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, do that, right? Do as much as you can. But oftentimes we find ourselves hoping for the next big thing, hoping that this is the thing that's going to help us, that we end up, um, we end up with just not enough time to do everything. And we have this like fear of missing out and it can, it, it does more harm than good. So learning how to pick the right battles and, you know, really, really executing on what's in front of you. It's just as important as trying to plan ahead and trying to figure out, you know, what the next big thing is going to be. I don't regret my time with Mixer. I don't regret right. experimenting with it. I learned a lot of things and was able to get a couple of people to like migrate over to YouTube and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I did my experimentation. I realized I don't like it. And so I got rid of it. And now I have more room to experiment with other stuff. Right. Yeah. Like. If I wanted to, I could pick up a new streaming platform today, honestly. Um, but I didn't want to spread myself too thin with all these social medias, and for me, it was very easy to axe Mixer that quickly. But exactly. that's all I want to talk about it, as far as that's concerned. Anyway, cool. the two that I thought we were going to talk about, uh, Facebook and Instagram Live. Yeah. All right. So, so. let's do. Let's go into Instagram, because I feel like that one's the easiest one to go in and like, get out there really quickly. Um, okay. Instagram is mobile only mainly um you can upload videos to igtv via desktop but you can't upload anything else via desktop so if you're going to stream on instagram it's going to be through your phone that's it um so obviously streaming games on here is not doable like there's no reason even trying um but this is this is for more like personal interactions with your audience doing IRL live streams um, Q&A stuff Q&A stuff workouts art whatever you know yeah but yeah um is there a way to make money off of Instagram not right now they are talking about doing something soon with the new installment of IGTV um but if you are a big influencer on there then you can get brand deals that pay pretty well Instagram live for me is just sort of like a smart move by Instagram to be like, yeah, you know us for photos, but you can also do like the story thing from Snapchat videos like YouTube. And now you can live stream like Twitch. Like Instagram is slowly and surely uh, trying to do like everything through its one little app. And yeah, I think because of that, we're going to end up too, which is the weird thing. (laughs) Yeah. They're doing like, well, I think what we'll see though, because of that is like this ecosystem of like Instagram, everything sort of stuff. There will be people in the future who will solely do content creation only through Instagram and will do well because of that, because it's all interconnected. It's like a Apple ecosystem. Like, yes, you can have a windows PC and the, you know, like a Google pixel and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, you get like a Mac and an iPhone and then you can like airdrop between the two and have all these like interconnected features and this ecosystem around it. Like, you know, for some people, it'll just be easier to do everything on Instagram rather than trying to fight all these separate platform battles. And for many, that can be like a really good use of time to just be like, let's just go all in on Instagram. I almost would go all in on Instagram if they had better search options. Sure. That's the only and thing it, that's kind of holding them back that YouTube has really well because it's the second like, biggest searches. Biggest, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think I think for me the reason I, the thing holding me back is just like a lot of it's not fleshed out yet. 
IGTV's not fleshed out yet. Instagram Live's not fleshed out yet. Regular Instagram is, and Instagram Stories is for sure. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of waiting for the whole package to sort of form, right? We're kind of waiting for it to get to its best self, and it's not quite there yet. But when it is, it's going to be exciting. Instagram Live is used quite frequently, um, actually. As far as it being not fleshed out, I mean, it doesn't have like a donation feature. It's not. It's not the same type of live streaming as, say, Twitches, right? It's, right. it's a very different kind of live stream. Um, sure. Well, just in the fact that like but, it's new yeah. and it'll grow and stuff like that, things like that. Yeah. They're very they're very new into it, but I'm excited. Honestly, I can't wait to see where it goes. And the fact that like content creators could potentially just do everything Instagram one day is exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean. People are already doing it. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. One more to go. Facebook Live. The Facebook devil. Facebook is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> have I said interesting enough yet? Have I said these things are I don't think you have. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I apparently I have I have this thing where I'm like, this thing is interesting. And sure. I get into it. But uh I I'm I'm a very interested person. I'm very curious about a lot of things. Um, Facebook is not one of them, but I have to be. So, all right. The thing about the thing about Facebook Live is it's been around for a a little bit while now. It, at like 2015, around the same time YouTube started doing it as well. Um, but for Facebook, it was exclusively on their people's personal pages. So, you know, Billy Bob Joe from your high school could <laughs> do a live stream of him going to the grocery store on his phone and talking about what he was making for dinner to his family and friends and people. So it's not really like a a hub for streams. There wasn't, there wasn't at the time. This was right at the beginning, right? Recently, like 2018 and even part of 2017, Facebook started wanting to do like YouTube. They, they, they created the watch section they're like, we want to make videos bigger on here. So let's have uh, a watch hub. You can follow creators on here now. They'll put their videos on there. There you go. There you go. Now, it's the same thing with live streams. They have a live stream hub. You can pick which games you want to watch. Um, it, it's, it's Facebook gaming, actually. It's not even any kind of other live stream specifically. It's mainly just Facebook gaming. Um, you can follow whichever games you want. Go check out people's Facebook game streams. Um, what, what's, what's interesting about these streams is that you can share them to your family and friends You can share them via your page that you create as a creator. You can put them, you can share them in groups and Facebook has 2 billion people. Right. Yeah. So it does have a much wider reach. I agree. The problem, the problem <laughs> that I have with it mainly is that I don't know many people that are going to sit there to watch live streams on Facebook. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, like, it's just Facebook, too. Like, that's the thing about it, right? It's as cool as it is to see live streaming and as cool as it is to see watch, it's built on a foundation of, you know, shitty people and, you know, <laughs> bad practices, right? Like, we yeah. can't... We can't separate the live streaming from the Facebook entity itself, unfortunately. And I think for me, that just means that, you know, it's not valuable to me to even, like, try. Like, yes, there's two billion people, but it's two billion Facebook users, right? 
who well, probably won't leave Facebook. Well, you do have streams. to. <laughs> you, you do have to understand that those two billion people are pretty much the same exact people that are on YouTube, the exact same people that are on Twitch, right? With the few exceptions of the people that don't have a Facebook account. But, like, that's a very mi small minority of people, right? The problem here is that it's like, do you really want your grandmother to watch you stream Doom? Probably yeah. not. Do you really want yeah. your fifth grade teacher to watch you stream Fortnite? Probably not. It, it, it's yeah however I will say because of it being such a new platform um, there are middle ground streamers that I've that I've talked to recently I mean I work for a streamer who, who migrated to Facebook from Twitch a couple months ago I, I think I talked about this and she's mm -hmm. finding pretty good success from it um, she's liking it uh, it does seem like that she's having to put in a little bit more work over there, obviously, to stream a little bit more often because this is the new the new platform. But um, there's kind of this ecosystem of people that she knows that have migrated over there with her, and they seem to be doing well. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and there there has been there were some roadblocks that they that Facebook has like figured out. Originally, people were complaining that. They were going to have to connect their streaming account to uh, their personal page. And so they would have to comment on, you know, you'd have to comment on somebody's stream with your actual face, you know, face. And a lot of people didn't like that. So they fixed that, uh, which is nice. But, or at least I think they have. And there's ways to make money on there now. They've got their, they've got their Facebook stars, <laughs> which is uh, like bits. Um, you right. can earn stars through watching live streams and then give those stars to the creator and then the creator makes money. So huh. that's cool. I like that concept. It could work. But I personally, I if I was going 100% into live streams, I would dedicate certain days of the week to Facebook. Um, Gerard, the completionist, I think I mentioned this to you. He is doing three days a week on Twitch and streaming like eight hours during those times and then streaming five days a week on Facebook and streaming like two hours for those. I, I think in I think in his case where streaming on YouTube would probably hurt him or mm -hmm. help him, it's cool to see that he is taking things like Facebook into consideration. I will admit that. Right. And I mean, he plays multiple games a week and he has to beat these games in like a week so it makes 100 percent. you know it makes sense why wouldn't he be streaming these games that he has to beat um also facebook has facebook streaming has a four hour time limit so you can only stream for four hours you can restart you know you can do another stream directly afterwards but that is something to keep into consideration as well that's a bit dumb honestly. yeah i think it's fine i mean I don't, I don't. I don't really have any opinion towards it, but yeah. Yeah, I. I just think for me personally, it's just like I'll never get over the fact that it's the Facebook version of live streaming, honestly. And maybe that's just me being like, uh, unjustifiably angry at Facebook as a platform, and that maybe I should open my mind to all possibilities and realize that oh yes, people can and have made money and success off of Facebook. I won't deny for some Quite people. Lot, yeah. They are probably doing very well on Facebook. From a personal standpoint, though, I will never get over that roadblock. Or, like, it'll take a lot more 
from Facebook and from that community as a whole for me to even consider. And maybe that's too big of a task to ask for. Mm-hmm. And that could be true. Um, but I think if I were full time streaming, I just wouldn't even bother. And right. considering that I'm not full time streaming, it gives me even less incentive to even deal uh, with that community. I still think Twitch is a far better platform. I think YouTube can be a far better platform depending on what position you're in. And I think Instagram Live will be a lot more, you know, universally celebrated and usable once it reaches that point. It already uh, has. No, it already has. Yeah. So, yeah. like, for me, I put, like, Facebook in, like, the mixer category of being, like, yeah, I could do it. And, yeah, there are people to watch it. But I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole, personally. And um, all that sort of stuff. Granted, if you use it, fine. Granted, you can make money. Granted, two billion people. There's definitely advantages there. Not putting that down. Uh, for me, personally, though, it isn't worth it. Right. I mean, we've talked so. about Facebook a few times on this this podcast and it's it's just it's hard for me because I've kind of grown up with Facebook at this point. Like I've had it for had it since I was like 12 years old, I think. Or maybe maybe it was when I was 13, almost 10 years. Sure. Which is a very long time. I had, you know, I've been on YouTube for about as long as that time, but YouTube I wasn't as personally invested as I was into Facebook. You know, Mm -hmm. for most of that, Facebook is very much, you know, these are the people, you know, in your life, you're connected to them. And for me, that's what it was for such a very long time was this is the way that I'm able to connect to my friends and family. Right. And like, I was cool with it being a glorified phone book, honestly. (laughs) Um, But it's evolved so much over the years to being less private and more public to the point where it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know which, which barriers I want to cross. Right. Sure. Like Facebook groups. I understand the, the importance of those and I still use those and I like those, but now we have discord and it's like, I could start a Zack Snyder production group, but I have discord. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's numerous, you know, things with Facebook that I'm just like, I could do this, but I don't know if the benefits are there right now. And it's not just with us. There are plenty of like even bigger YouTubers and content creators that have Facebook pages that are just like, yeah, we have this cause we're supposed to. Right. And that's, I, that's the reason yeah. I have the blue couch page is cause like it gets likes and some people watch it through Facebook and that's cool, but I have it mainly to just be like, oh, I can talk to friends in a group chat and people can DM me there. Like, cool. Yeah. You know, that's what I use it for. I don't like, yes, there's technically a blue couch fan page because I'm supposed to do it, but exactly. I couldn't give two shits if that thing burnt down tomorrow. Like, would I be all up in arms? Like, no, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> now, on the other hand, you see creators like Ray Liam Johnson who completely pivoted from YouTube to Facebook and he's grossly more successful over there because of his style sure. of content. Um, so, you know, there. I think it's a case-by-case basis. I think it depends on what you want to do. If for streaming specifically, though, I think if you're streaming full-time, I, like I said with Mixer, why not give it a shot? Why not dedicate a couple hours um, a week to it or something like that? Um, you never know. And then if anything, you can just pivot that, that audience to Twitch if they're willing to, they're willing to do that. 
And I think that answer that you gave there is pretty much the answer to the question, where do I start live streaming? It definitely depends on a case-by-case scenario. Um, For some people, it's more smart to pivot on YouTube because they have that audience there. For others, it makes more sense to start off new on Twitch and grow their way with their nice path. For others who maybe have used Instagram for a long time can finally get into live streaming. For others, they have a huge Facebook audience that can do it there. And for others, maybe you just have an Xbox console laying around and that's your gateway into streaming. Like, none of these are quote-unquote bad choices. It depends wholeheartedly on, like, where you're at, what kind of equipment you have, and, like, which of these platforms best suits your case and scenario. It's like answering the question, what's the best social media? Well, for me, I'd say Twitter, but for other people, it could be Facebook, and for others, it could be Instagram. It depends so much on a case-by-case basis that, like, answering the question, where should I stream to? I don't know. It depends. What excites you? What are you interested in? Like, what what do you have right now? Uh, when do you want to get started? All that sort of stuff. Are you going full-time? Are you not? There's so many factors at play here that any of these platforms could be a good choice depending on where you're at. I agree. Uh, but hands down, I think if you want to start streaming, you should, you should totally try to do it. Yeah. And that's the more important thing too, (laughs) is the fact that you start streaming and you don't spend eight hours uh, debating on what platform to go to. If that's what's holding you up, Trust me, none of them are that bad of an option. Just start streaming. (laughs) That's more important to me than like, if you stream on Facebook, I do not even care so long as you're finally streaming. (laughs) If that's the roadblock for you, do not let it be. Just start. I don't care what platform it is or how you do it. They're all relatively good and have their own strengths and weaknesses. Start streaming. Anyway, anyway. And I mean, I think if you can can start at Facebook and you're able to learn how to stream properly and we're going to get into like some of those things in a bit um then you're going to be able to do just fine on any other platform if you want to pivot and you're going to be able to bring audience you're going to be able to make an audience anywhere when you're willing to change or if you want to change or if you need to or whatever it may be i think that's what's important is to figure out you know number one do you have the talent for it number two if not, how can I work hard at it to get the talent and then combine those two things? Because that's really what makes success is the talent and the hard work. I agree wholeheartedly. Although if you're asking me to pick a favorite, it's Twitch. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw that out there. I'll <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me too, it's Twitch. I yeah. wish I could like Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. Fuck's Facebook. I wish I could like uh, YouTube live streaming more. I do. YouTube's still my second. Like yeah, I put yeah, it in very sure. high regard. Well, there's just so many good benefits to Twitch right now that it's it's my one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, uh, sort of fun stuff. So we went over the where, how to, why. I think we're going to end it off here by just talking about some general best practices to go over. Like you figured out how to set it up. You know where you're streaming. You know why streaming is a good idea. You know, what are some practices for the new streamer or the uh, experienced one? What are some little tips that we could give and to help people out? Yeah. That sort of stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I think number one, the, the main thing that makes streaming so much different than video is that there is that audience there immediately, that interactivity, that connection to that audience. So, when people are putting something in your chat when they're saying something to you 
I think the first thing you need to do is like pay attention to that, read that, respond to it. Yep. Wholeheartedly. The chat in this case is, I would argue, the biggest focus. Um, Some people will tell you that you should focus more on the game and not answer everything. Uh, I say those people are dumb. (laughs) Focus on the chat. I do think it depends on the type of entertainment you're going. There, There is... There's uh, plenty of people who say this. There's three different types of entertainment out there. Um, there's the smart, there's the funny, there's the sexy. Um, we're not going to cover the sexy because that's, <laughs> you know, you have to have the good looks. I'm sorry, we already got those. You don't, so. Um, yeah, yeah. There's the smart, so if you're if you're doing, like, webinars, if you're doing, like, how-tos live and all that kind of stuff, you obviously want to answer questions, um, but you're not going to be able to do every single question. You're not going to be able to read every single comment. Along yeah. with that, if you're doing games, there's smart gaming content, and I would argue that has to do with high skill gameplay and speedruns. Yeah, speedrunning is the only case basis uh, in the gaming sphere where it makes more sense to not necessarily focus 100% on the chat. And even then, you don't ignore it the entire time. Right. I feel like that's a big misconception that like, oh, I'm speedrunning. I can ignore it the entire run. Um, no, you cannot. You still have to answer chat, just not as frequently as you would be normally. Right. right? Not if you want to like, if you want to be popular like the cool kids. Then if you want to keep people you invested. Entertaining. Right? <laughs> you know. Um, and you, as entertaining as your gameplay is, you still need to be entertaining with your commentary. Sure. I agree. Because at that point if you're not even going to focus on the chat, it'd make more sense to me to just put that shit up on YouTube, right? If you're not going to take advantage of the fact that you're live and on a platform where you have community engagement, then go to YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't want to bother with that, if you don't want to answer comments (laughs) or questions, (laughs) go to Mixer, fuck it. Like, here's the thing, like, the, the chat is an integral part. It's how you keep people, it's how you interact with people, uh, it's how you grow, <laughs> you know, it's how you have conversations, it's how you make your stream more interesting, mm-hmm. it's what leads to Twitch highlights and Twitch moments and all these sort of things in the memes and the culture and everything, like, that chat is the backbone of your stream. I, I can't get behind people who are just starting out streams and they're playing their game and they're, they have, like, two or three people in the chat who would love to interact, who would love to continue watching them, but then they just don't respond, they don't say a damn thing. And then they're just like, hello, are you even there? And then those people leave, yeah, right? It's like, why and then, and then they wonder why they're not growing. <laughs> then they wonder yeah. why they don't have people show up to their streams. I don't know, because you didn't answer the chat, maybe? Like, it's baffling how many people ignore it who shouldn't be you under any know. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, the third the third little, little entertainment thing is funny, and that's where this this really plays a part in. Um, like yeah. you said, leading into the memes and interacting. And I can't tell you how many of my favorite content creation moments have been on streams because somebody put an entire Wikipedia description about PCP in there, right? Like, you know, just like these dumb shit moments that happen or people reacting to whatever I just did in a game because I'm awful. Or people right. yelling at me, you know, in a playful manner because I'm terrible at the game, you know, just like, and and because I know that I'm not good at video games, I try to lean heavily into the humor as much as I can without being overbearing, of course. Obviously. 
and the and sexiness that's that's obvious that's right given that's a given <laughs> that's a given without that chat without that chat there without that live element you were essentially just playing a game by yourself it's mm. those people and those interactions that make those streams you know and if you choose to ignore that then you're just choosing to hurt yourself in the long run i think and it's fun because i didn't realize this about myself until recently um, but one of the reasons I love videos and content creation so much is not even because I'm so passionate about the thing I'm talking about, but more along the lines because I want to find other people that are passionate about that thing and communicate with them about it. Right. So right. I think I love the interactivity thing more, even more so than the actual thing I'm focusing on, which was mind blowing to me because I didn't realize this about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very much a streamer mindset as yeah. well. Because, uh, and, and that's why I loved Let's Play so much. That's why I don't really play video games that much unless I'm Let's Playing or streaming it now. Because I like to share that experience with people. You like to start the conversation, you know, move things along and have fun moments. It's like you're with mm-hmm. people. It's like you're with friends. Exactly. Like you're hosting. Picture streaming like you're hosting a party. Like, yes. You can be a shitty party host and ignore everybody and don't get food and, you know, leave everybody in a room and crank the music too loud and all that sort of stuff. But uh, people won't be coming back to your party next time, right? Same thing in a Twitch stream. If someone says the game audio is too loud, you probably need to fix it, right? If there's not anything entertaining going on, you probably need to talk with people. See if people are having a good time. Get them to show up for your next party or your next stream, and a good way of doing that is by being a good host to the people around you, right? Yeah. It's it's pretty so, good. So that that's probably one of my main tips is please read the chat above all else. <laughs> Absolutely. Hands down. That is the main thing. Um, yeah. I did want to joke about the sexiness thing again one more time because yeah. I saw something on... So, okay. So you know how in the, the streaming community, there's a lot of, there's a lot of men that complain that women get all this attention because they're able to show cleavage and all that kind of stuff. And they're able to bring, use their sexiness to get people to watch them. Right. 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 Which in all honesty, like that, that is an advantage that they have. So they use it. So why not? Yeah. I saw on Twitter. I saw this dude. He said, he said, honestly, I'm not even pissed at women. I'm more pissed at men with beards on Twitch because they get an advantage that I don't. Cause I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> That's score. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Finally. Yes. I'm hot now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank goodness. I just thought that was pretty amusing. Oh, yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's good. Yes. So, when it comes to... We, we talked about equipment. Um, but yeah. more specifically, when it comes to, like, having your webcam on... Um, there, there is this, there is this aesthetic of either going without the webcam or with the webcam, but some people mm-hmm. they'll have the webcam, and then they'll just have their lights off. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool, man. I can't see you, but I'm glad to know that there's somebody sitting there. Somebody there. Yeah. If you're gonna go with the webcam, be sure you have some good lighting. Most times, you can get away with like your ceiling light. Um, if you want to get even more advanced, get you some lighting equipment. Again, watch our equipment episode. We covered that. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to use a webcam, be sure people can see you. That's probably a smart idea, right? Yeah. Be sure also that when you start streaming, you check immediately, whether it's on Twitch or YouTube dashboard, <laughs> to see if your mic is on. 
Oh, because yeah, I can't too. count how many times I've done a stream and I think I'm talking and I think I'm saying everything right. And then someone in the chat's like, oh, by the way, your mic's not working. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. <sighs> Whatever. Or your game audio is not working. Yeah. And two hours into uh, a Doom <laughs> Let's Play or a stream, somebody's like, why aren't you playing the music? Oh, I don't know because the 10 people that were watching me haven't told me anything. <laughs> Like, thanks, guys. Always, always, always check your dashboard in Twitch just to see that your stream's even up and running, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people will start streaming, assume that everything's right, and then realize (laughs) later after the fact that their entire stream was a laggy, audio-less, no-webcam mess, when all they could have done to fix that is by checking their dashboard and checking Twitch to see if it's running okay. Granted, you don't have to keep it up the whole time. I'm talking, like, look at it, say a couple words, make sure they're coming through, and then get rid of it. Um... Or but making favorite. sure you do that test and making sure your mic and webcam are working properly, that's kind of important. <laughs> I like when you stream and then 20 minutes goes by and oops, I hit the record button. Oh, Lamau. You ever done that before? Yeah. yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. I've done the opposite as well, too. So that was Yeah, cool. yeah. It can be a pain to have that happen, but that's the buttons are so close together in OBS, right? Like you think you're clicking it and then that doesn't end up happening. Checking your stream again will help. Um, This is a bit of advice for any of the new streamers out there. I feel like a lot of people get the impression that, oh, I'm going to start streaming and they're just going to be a bunch of people to talk to and it's going to be super fun and entertaining and all that sort of stuff. And then they get all the equipment, they do all the stuff, they set up their first stream, and they're live, and then no one's there for like 30 minutes, and they're like, well, this isn't right, is it? Yes, it is. It is completely normal to not have anybody show up for long periods of time. So my bit of advice to you is that you have to find a way to make nobody being there entertaining. (laughs) You have to entertain nobody for multiple periods of time during your Twitch and YouTube live streaming career. And you may be thinking, well, ain't nobody's watching. Why should I have to be entertaining? Because they could be, and they could come in at any moment. And if you're not talking or doing anything, you know, they could leave, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be aware and plan for people to come in later, which means that, yes, you will have to be talking to a wall, or yes, you will have to say random shit that comes to your mind just so you can keep the flow and the momentum going. Um, And that's a skill that can be very tough for a lot of uh, introverts and new people starting out streaming. The idea of just talking to yourself for 30 minutes can be scary, uh, but it is 100% necessary. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Multiple streams, I've gone the entire time without having anybody in the chat. Yeah. You know, one to two to three hours of nobody there. Um, Now, I think I'm fortunate enough to have at least somebody come in every once in a while. Uh, but it still can be stretches of 30 to 45 minutes with nobody uh, lurking is a thing. People do like to come in and watch you without saying anything. Um, they want, they, they're there to entertain you. You're not there for, or no, that's, that's the wrong one. You're there to entertain them. They're not there to entertain you. Right. They don't have to chat if they don't want to. And you got to keep those people in mind. And so as fun as it is to interact with people, and that's one of the reasons why people like streaming, that's one of the things I like about streaming, uh, you do have to remember that you're there to entertain them and not the other way around. Right. Even when no one's there. Even when you think no one's there. Because there could always be that option where they do show up 
And uh, that could very well be a thing, honestly. So it can um, help to have a background in Let's Plays if you're doing gaming stuff. Um, that helped yeah, me tremendously. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm just doing the live Let's Play. I guess it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you come from that background before. Hell, even if you've done YouTube for a while, that should be fairly easy to do because that's so. what you're doing when you film a video is you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, another tip I have, just like YouTube, being consistent definitely pays off, especially in the live streaming world. If you have a set time and schedule of when you're going to stream and you stick to it, you will grow a lot faster. The same is true for YouTube, uh, and it's true for Twitch as well and all the other live streaming places. 100%. Treat it like an event. Treat it like a yep. class. Like literally, if you want to grow, if this is like what you want to do, right? Just make it, make it like in your calendar. Say every Monday night at five p.m. to seven p.m. I'm gonna stream, and then mm-hmm. do that. And start off slow. I I think I've definitely tried to bit off bite off more than I could chew with streaming in the past because of everything else I'm involved with. So I'm currently going backwards and starting off slow with my new streaming schedule do it once a week do it twice a week you know and and build up until it becomes something that you can you make sure that you're able to do consistently because consistency is, is very important and don't feel bad if you're only streaming once a week and that's the only consistent thing you can do right mm-hmm. because here's the thing you're going to end up building that audience uh the slow way granted but you're going to end up doing it the, the long and hard way like you're supposed to, right? You're not going to take any shortcuts by just streaming every damn day at random times. Like, that won't help you, right? right? Uh, there has to be sort of a method to your streaming madness. You have to stream at the right times. And if you do it out of schedule, how are you going to expect anybody to show up? How are you going to expect anybody to chat with you if you were not on time or there? Now, granted, you can be like a minute or two late. And mm-hmm. I, I know some streamers who will have a little uh, have a little image that says the, the stream is starting or whatever uh, when that time hits, and then they don't show up for like another ten minutes or whatever. I've seen people do that and get away with it, uh, you know. But you do have to be consistent, right? Think of it very much like a like a TV show. You know, you you like yeah. to watch your favorite TV show at eight PM every single Friday night. Well, if that show didn't come on one week then maybe you might miss and but but then it came on saturday and said you're gonna miss it right you know it's mm-hmm. a little bit different now because we have different ways to watch tv but i think it's I, I i i'm trying to think of content very much like that on not just streaming but also youtube videos as well also keep in mind that we did mention the whole variety versus niche thing earlier i think if you're going serious you go niche honestly same thing for i YouTube. think so too um, and niche can look, it can come in different formats. Um, it can be you just play one game. It can be you just play a couple of games. Um, but I think it can also be you just play one type of game. So or one game from a series, right? Or, you know, stuff like that. If you're a retro gamer, then cool. Just play things from the NES library, right? Like that. That would probably get you a little bit of a following, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Figure out what you want to play. First and foremost, figure out what you want to play. Don't try to just play the next popular thing because you think it'll get you somewhere. I could not imagine playing Destiny 2 every single fucking day. I would want to kill myself. (laughs) Right. You have to to make it (laughs) sane. You have to uh, play games that you like and that you would be willing to spend eight hours talking about, right? Um, Just because you love a game doesn't necessarily mean it'll translate to streams. You may think like... 
oh, I love Mega Man or whatever. And yeah, you can stream Mega Man. But when it's over in 30 minutes and you're like, well, this isn't exactly great for streaming, right? So having a backup plan, having a a niche that makes sense, having games that you can talk about for a long time, uh, that can help because you do not want to go insane just Mm -hmm. trying to do one game that you hate for a niche. It, It can be tough. It's also important to know that like some games translate in streaming a lot better. Like Aiden said, Mega Man, you beat the first one in like 30 minutes, then you're done. Um, But like if you have a game like Skyrim, like that obviously opens up to hours and hours of content right there. You could stream that for the entire year and get away with it. But you have to be entertaining that entire time. So when you're exploiting a glitch to make a bunch of knives to get your fucking uh, crafting skill up, like you better be making some funny jokes during that moment because that's going to be boring for the audience to see. Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing a puzzle game, like you better be really good at puzzles. Or if you're stuck on puzzles, like that's going to be annoying. All right. Have backup plans. Be sure you're entertaining even through the rough spots. If you're bad at a game, we'll better be reading that chat boy <laughs> that's all i could say yeah Stuff i mean like i've that. streamed multiple hard games that i'm terrible at and i've not found problems with it right and, and right so you just gotta read the chat you just gotta yeah exactly and realize that some games should probably work better as let's plays than streams that, Stuff like that and sometimes it's okay to to set it down sometimes yeah um like there's yeah. been a couple of indos nice streams where i had to be like all right Like, I've ended an hour earlier than I really wanted to just because I didn't make as much progress as I needed to, but I did not have it in me to stream for another hour and try to, like, push through that. But the next day, I could push through that, right? And that's a good tip that I think you brought up there. Streaming is very much an endurance, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like YouTube where you record the video and then you can, like, take a break and then come back to editing later and take a break and then render and then upload You know, there's like breaks in between. You can sort of uh, go at it at your own pace. Once you hit that live button, you got to be ready for at the very least an hour. But more than likely, if you're new and just starting out and you're trying to build multiple hours Mm -hmm. of just sitting, of playing one game. And granted, you can have breaks. Like, please, if you need to stand up, do that. Like, you know, don't ruin your health over Twitch. Uh, But streaming can be very much an endurance. And it's important to know that, like, the days that you stream probably wouldn't eat a good breakfast. You're probably going to be sure that you rested the night before mm-hmm. and be ready for that because uh, nothing can quite make a man tired like streaming for eight hours in a row. So Streaming's I can tough. tell you that from experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've streamed for 11 hours in a row. Shit. And that made me real <laughs> tired. Like, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, yeah. The health be, being conscious of your health is super important because people have died streaming. <laughs> Yeah, 24-hour streams, people have done that. And uh, so making sure that you have a bottle of water beside you is very important. If you want to drink something else, sure, whatever. But I, w- I would recommend water during streams just to make sure that you're hydrated. Um, it Make sure that you've eaten beforehand or if you've got a plan to eat afterwards so that you're not hungry depending on how long you're going to stream. Um, if it is a 24-hour stream, plan food ahead. Make sure that you're streaming, you know, have some food during the stream obviously you don't want to go hungry um Mm -hmm. you know and people will will appreciate that too yeah you know don't hurt yourself don't hurt yourself exactly something we don't want to happen streaming is a fun thing not meant to hurt yourself plus Uh, i could also tell with like my voice i notice if mm -hmm. i stream like 
11 hours every day, probably going to lose my voice soon. So I like to spread out those really long streams to be sure that I don't uh, wake up one day and be like, oh, I can't talk now because I've literally did it for like 12 hours. <laughs> exactly. Plus, sitting in front of a screen for a very long time is not really good for your eyes or your head, um, even though you're, you're probably doing it anyways. I know I do it. Um, you know, taking breaks is, is very important. Agree. So... Yeah, we should probably do a health episode because I in feel general, like in general, I yes. definitely overestimate or underestimate my health tremendously, and I'm trying to get on track with that. Yeah, wholeheartedly. So, um, I guess I wanted to mention real quick too. This isn't really like a tip or whatever, but uh, if you do like podcasts and stuff, it might be kind of cool to stream them every once in a while. Yeah, um, for sure. I still think that's a market that hasn't been done a whole lot. So if you are a podcast guy, and I assume you are if you're listening to this, uh, maybe try live streaming one of them every once in a while. You never know. Could be cool. I agree. But that's all the tips I had off the top of my head. If you have any, go ahead. That is everything that I can think of off the top okay. of my head. I think the number one and most important thing is to have fun with it. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, streaming, just like making content, is something that you don't have to do. It's something that nobody has to do ever. And so if you're going to do it, if you're going to subject yourself to those kinds of things, I think you should enjoy it. All right. And not be in it for fame or money because, once again, like YouTube, you will be disappointed very quickly <laughs> um, because it does take a very long time, a lot of patience, a lot of hard work. To get to, to get to a point where you can make a living. Is it possible? Absolutely. Can you do it? Absolutely. But you do have to work at it, just like anything else. Mindset is something that you're just going to find in all of these episodes, pretty much. Uh, yeah. On this podcast and with any platform we talk about. If you don't have the a mindset that's, like, patient and wants to do hard work and self-aware and stuff like that, you're going to struggle on any of these platforms because putting yourself out there creatively... That can be very draining, and a lot of people can go down some bad mental health roads uh, because of that. And, you know, that's a shame. You really shouldn't, honestly. Creating is something fun. Streaming is something fun. YouTube is something fun. But so many of us put so many obstacles on ourselves and deadlines and crunching and all this sort of stuff to the point where, like, it doesn't feel fun anymore. And that's an awful place to be in. Um, from experience, it's an awful place to be in. So don't agree. Don't have a, a, a mindset that'll lead you down that path a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I agree so. 100%. We made a joke before this episode. Uh, we, were, we were talking. And I was like, our final episode just needs to be us quitting YouTube. Uh, <laughs> just need to have like a That's the healthy on. thing. Just be That's like, the we're healthy done. Thing we're quitting Bye. YouTube. Uh, bye. But um, yeah, I think that I think it's important to have that mindset to. Make sure that this is something you really want to do before you start investing everything into it because it is something that you can very easily invest all your money, your time, your energy into, which is fine if you enjoy doing it, which we both enjoy doing it, which is why we do that. Um, but I am sure, like, if I hated doing this, I, I don't see how I could put in the same, the same yeah. that I'm putting into it, right? Anything just to... Shout out to all the streamers in general who uh, just, like, do this on the day, every day, trying to grind and work those dreams out. Like, 
mad respect to all you guys. Um, yeah. I knew I can't do it forever, even though I enjoy doing it. And if you're that type of person who just does streaming all the time, uh, mad respect to you all. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to have that energy. I mean, it, it can be hard to get through three-hour podcasts sometimes. Um, but that's just the voice. Also, having the webcam in front of you, that, that gives you a whole other element of, like, especially... Like I'm, I'm naturally tired all the time, so it's like I, I don't want to look naturally tired <laughs> all the time yeah. on streams. But it happens, you know. Sure. But agreed, I, I agree. There, I mean, there's a lot of great streamers out there, and and that's something you should look into as well. Look at some of your favorite streamers. Look at where they started and see how they grew, because that can, you know, reverse engineering, engineering those kind of things can help a lot. Sure. But yeah, but I, I th- think that's it. We're good. Yeah, we covered it. Woo. Dope. Now we got to read them comments, baby. Read them comments. Do you have them? We got... Yeah, I do. We got two in particular. Three? Oh, we do. I got to click on newest first because things always mess up (laughs) on my end. I mean, two of them we don't really have to read, but we'll read them anyways. We'll read them anyway. We got time. (laughs) You want to go ahead and do some of them, or yeah. how are we doing these? I'll do a, I'll do Calfro's right quick. Okay. So at 122, I mentioned that me and Calfro did a epic collab, which you said you've seen now, right? I have, yeah. yeah <laughs> that was, was a trip. Great. It was really That great. was a trip. Highly recommend. I need to put that in the in the show notes. The audio is horrible. It's nothing like this. It's the complete opposite of this. Um, but that turned out really well. Um, anyways, he said, hey, thanks for the shout out. Order today. Because there's like a product in that video, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. I got the reference. Pretty good. We also got a comment from the Gengar guy who at one twenty two forty five. We read his comment and he responds with uh, "very epic indeed, pretty esketit lamau yenis to be tbh honest thbh honest to h." <laughs> Anyways, audience retention is a big important thingy boy and it's something I do fantastically and then in parentheses it just says lies yeah what a great comment it's it's fantastic I love that, I love that too this guy I don't know him personally but I know he's in your audience I need to like I need to like get to know you dude come by yeah. the uh, come by the Zack Snyder Productions discord let's chill yeah um, you should watch some of his videos he's actually a pretty good editor I will I will do yeah. that yeah does a lot of uh Great Lamau epic Pokemon content. Oh, hell yeah. So, it's something there. I'm into. It's PokeTubers. Hell yeah, dude. Does he That's have what any, we're all about. Uh, does he here. have any Fire Red stuff? Uh, I don't know if he does, that. actually. be a good question. No, Gengar guy. Do some, do some Fire I'm going to let you read the patient comment this time. Okay. The long, the not long one. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. So we have... It's not long at all, actually. It's weird. That audio is silky. Talking about Aiden's audio. Um, we're, we're recording it individually now. And both of our audio should be really, really good this time. So it's pretty cool. Gotta love it. I'm extremely tired while watching this, so I can't get my rain to think of anything worthwhile. So I'm just going to say it's raining tacos. Also, <laughs> good podcast. I agree. Uh, edit. Also, I'm making an effort to keep my comments smaller because they take way too fucking long. Awesome. Edit 2... Also, that forum Aiden mentioned now has a community ran and built replacement, which is going pretty good. It is being brand solely on create a forum right now, but it's a sound replacement. That's the the Sploder. Uh, Sploder oh, forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got their own little, little thing. Little mini one. So, create a forum is interesting because when I was 
a part of that old Let's Play group back in the day. We had our own website, and then when it got shut down because of the owner not having the money to keep it running, he did like a creative forum thing for it. And that's could work out to die. Yeah. Well, thankfully, so. there's still a big Discord group too. But yeah, that's good. So they got all. That's, they're all still there. Yeah. That's cool. Granted. But thank you for the comment. Gengar, Calfro, and Patient. Enjoyed reading yeah. them, as always. You guys are awesome. Appreciate I'll you. I'll give them all thumbs Thanks up. For thank you for coming to the to new channel. Yes. Yeah. You guys um, are great. We have six subscribers over here, which is pretty cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks to everybody that's still listening to us on all the other different platforms. We are getting pretty good listens over there. So um, if you want to help us on any of these platforms, I'll tell you how you can help us. If you're on iTunes, you can give us a little review. Um, that'd be cool. If you're on Google Play or anything like that, you might even be able to do a little review over there as well. You know, because why not? Any any of these other platforms that you're listening to, there might be reviews. I don't know. And then maybe if you want to do, if you want to give us comments and all that kind of stuff, the easiest way is to do is to go to the YouTube channel and leave a comment on the newest episode. However. You can also send us an email at zackcenterproductions.com. So <laughs> we want to be, we want to start reading emails, do we? That'd well, I mean, if if they have comments, yeah, I mean, because I, I've noticed like the only comments we're able to get is the people that watch it on YouTube. But like, we have over five hundred listens on these other platforms now, so it's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, so go ahead, write us an email. Actually, whether you're a first time listener or a first time commenter. Yeah. Go ahead and throw us an email. ZackSnyderProd at gmail.com. We appreciate you. Our I agree. Uh, most listened episode is the, the top 10 lessons from another YouTube podcast. And the top 10s, dude. They sell. After that, it's <laughs> the, the first episode, Should I Start a YouTube Channel in 2017? Even though that was posted in May, uh, in May of this year. But I'm not complaining. You guys agree. Gotti. We appreciate you. Uh... <laughs> Anchor has a way to get listener support. Ooh. From money. Lamau. So I will let you guys know what that is all about on the next episode of another YouTube podcast. Wow. Transition. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs>